and we're live. Welcome to Southcast, episode 56. Southcast, where finance meets romance. Respect. Only here on Valuetainment, the number one channel in the world for entrepreneurs. Uh, six special show today. Lovely ladies, before we get started, we do this show for you, gentlemen, if you didn't know this. Uh, my name's Adam Sazik. We This entire show is to help you men improve your status, whether that's financially, in the sexual marketplace, or winning life. Now, what do we want to do? We want to get you paid, laid, and do it your, your way. way. Boom, let's go. So the entire <laughs> function of this show is to serve you guys game, okay? The last thing that I want to see you guys doing is being freaking incels, you don't make any money, you can't get laid, not contributing to society. It's a freaking problem. Yes. So what you're going to learn on this, game, uh, on this show is some game, some financial tips, some life tips, some relationship tips, and hopefully you can turn into a pimp-ass motherfucking winner. Sounds good. Does that sound good? So that's the whole goal here. With that being said, special lady guests on the show today. We had, a, we had a show, what, a week ago of only dudes? And I got multiple comments, like, what's up with the dudes, bro? I was like, all right, so let's just bring ladies. That's it. I get the, yes. I understand the function here. So I'm going to introduce these ladies and then I'm going to let them kind of give their little spiel. But uh, let's go one by one. On to my left, L, left, the lovely Leah Heilpern. Perfect. Yeah, that amazing I've been lectured right? multiple times. <laughs> podcaster you've seen her all over youtube author of undressing bitcoin and um what i would say an absolute lover of free thinking mindset mm, did yeah. i summarize that i feel like you hit the nail on the head that's right it's what we do around here okay and we're gonna learn a little bit more about leia ali drummond this is her second time on the show oh yeah oh yeah okay. so but she made a massive impact we met at the conference for masculine excellence a few mm -hmm. months ago um she goes by the Real Femme Sapiens. Subscribe, mm -hmm. by the way, to all their YouTube channels. Yes. We're going to leave all their descriptions in the links below. Um, proud housewife. Oh, yeah. Oh, proud yeah. anti-feminist. And a red pill woman. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let Sarah knows what that, know what that means. All good. But <laughs> Allie's back. She got the ring. You've seen the, the clips about how to get a ring. Mm -hmm. um, so she's going to break down some game. And then Sarah Tate. Tate, right? Famous yeah. last name these days. Mm -hmm. uh, former... Radio host for Playboy. Mm -hmm. Boom. Now you're an interior designer yes, and I you am. love doing gaming videos all over TikTok. You go by Gigabunny. Yes. Let's put a link below. Um, but basically, um, welcome to the show. Sarah, when's the last time you did a podcast? Never. Never. Never done. Okay. So we got a never, we got a very frequent, and then we got a <laughs> full on like expert over here. Oh. She's everywhere. <laughs> You've seen her on Fox. She's. Doing stuff. Doing some stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and then obviously, if you have any eyeballs or brain cells, you have fell in love with Natalia Del Valle over there on the ones hey. and twos. She's on the mic. Nat, how you feeling? Before we learn more about our guest, let's start with you. Yes. The princess of Valuetainment. <gasps> Yeah, I just made that up. I, but I, feel like I didn't I know I had that title. I'll take it. I just gave it to you. <laughs> thank you, We've thank you. We've already taken how many shots of tequila? How are you feeling? What's up? What do we need We've to know? I've only taken one so far. Just getting <laughs> started. Um, I'm feeling great. I was a little bit tired. And then the ladies walked in and I just woke up. Boom. I just woke up Amazing. after that's that. That's what ladies do yes, to you. They, that's they, what they do. Pep in your stuff. Yes, yeah, so I'm super excited for today. I think it's going to be a really um, interesting podcast today. And make sure, I know we have a, a nice amount of people watching. Make sure you guys like the video. Uh, make sure you guys comment, subscribe to the channel. We have a lot of exciting uh, things coming. And this podcast is going to be really, really exciting. We've got some uh, beautiful ladies with some different perspectives, different um, strengths, different weaknesses. Um, and I really want to get into it. So, Adam, let's... 
good to go and take that, it away. That shot take it really away. Did work. <laughs> Nat was like <laughs> on death's doorstep, and all of a sudden, <laughs> one shot, three ladies walk, and she's ready to go. All right, let's meet our guests. So here's here's what we do to basically ingratiate ourselves to the audience. So this is entire show is where finance meets romance. So let's get to know you by knowing a little bit of your story, uh, your relationship status, and how you make your money. Um, we'll just go from left to right. Leia, go ahead, introduce yourself and answer those three questions. Sure, okay, you might have to remind me of each... Oh, who yeah. you are. Who you, yeah, okay, right, who I am. Your so, relationship status yeah. <laughs> and how you make your money. Okay, cool. So uh, my name is Leia. I work full-time in the crypto space. Mm-hmm. Big advocate for freedom and individual empowerment. Um, what was the second one? Oh, single. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one, how I make my money. Um, through crypto trading, I have a podcast, um, and I have strong opinions on subjects like this. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you could call me like the anti-feminist and people are like, how are you an anti-feminist? You have a career. And we'll get into all of that. Yeah, we're going to get into that, how you can be an anti-feminist, but also be a mm. worker mm. and a contributor and a doer. Mm. Kind of, you know, um, different, yes. different type of thing. Um, thank you. Ali Drummond in the house. Go ahead. Yes. Okay, so I have a YouTube channel at Real Femme Sapien. I am located in the Midwest where I am very happily married. And how I make my money, honestly, most of most of my income comes from my husband. So shout out to you, baby. Thanks. Um, Get, what's his name? <laughs> Tom. 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 Shout out to Tom. Go, right? shout By out the to way, Tom. Tom, if you're looking for like a, some dude that can do some work on the house, I need someone to pay my bills. So Tom. <laughs> right. And then I would say I probably earn, I don't know, like one six or one eighth of my income, I would say I do that but of your household income most likely so he's doing a good 70 80 percent of it i found out you're contributing right i will eh, to to myself probably (laughs) um no i just found a hobby that i could monetize and i think that's all i wanted was to do that i don't think my husband would care if i made any money if i just wanted to stay home and make candles and not turn a profit and it didn't cost him too much on the bottom line i don't think he'd care got it okay Mm. well shout out to you tom (laughs) uh everyone needs a tom in their life okay sarah sarah tate in the house Tell us about yourself, your relationship status, how you make your money. I'm an interior designer, and I build virtual worlds in the metaverse, literally. I'm a 3D expert that came from interior design, yeah. And I'm single. Okay. And I've said I've seen your TikTok. Let's make sure that if you're a gamer, by the way, if you're into game, I'm not. Gigabunny on TikTok, yeah. Let's make sure you follow her on TikTok, Mm -hmm. Gigabunny. Spell it out. Uh, With... uh, G-I-G-A-B-U-N-N-I-E without a Y. Without the Y. All right. I-E. Gigabunny. So if you're a gamer, um, follow Sarah. Boom. All right. So uh, 90% of our audience is men. Okay. Young men between 21 and 35, let's say. Right. Just looking at the the, uh, demographics. But uh, they're entrepreneurs. They've got a a mindset. Like they want to improve. They want to get better. So the entire conversation here is like, let's serve these dudes game on how to get better with women, with life and with money. Okay, we are on VT money here. So um, we talked about this last episode. Here's we'll get into our first topic. Okay, we talked about this last episode. I'm a big Bill Maher fan. Anyone a fan of Bill oh, Maher? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. I love Bill Maher. You yeah. love Bill Maher. I Leia don't know who that is. Oh, really? I don't know. Is, 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 this, is this an American thing? He's like Pierce Morgan, but way smarter and cooler. But American. American. I'm British. That's the, I know. Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, mean yeah. I could tell by the accent. <laughs> Bill Maher, anyone? I know a little bit about him. Okay, massive fan of Bill Maher. Whether you are, whether you're not, all good. But anyway, he had a, he has very compelling guests on the show. And a couple weeks ago, he had this guy called Scott Galloway, who's a clinical professor at NYU. And the entire theme of what they were talking about is why there is a crisis among young men. All right. Mm -hmm. 
So basically, they goes they goes on to talk about the following reasons why there is a crisis among young men. And if you were watching the show that we did last week, we covered this from a male's perspective. We're going to cover this from a female's perspective um, with additional information as well. But basically, they said that young men around the world and even in America are lonely, broke, and alone in their rooms on their phone. Mm. Okay, and then COVID happens, lockdowns happens, work from home happens, and that didn't exactly help the problem they essentially exacerbated the problem not a good thing and he goes on to say they're basically not attaching to work not attaching to school and not attaching to women right mm-hmm. watching porno on your phone all day at your house not exactly going to lead to a healthy relationship in fact one in three men under 30 have not had sex in the last year mm-hmm. yikes okay and there's nothing worse than basically horny angry unfulfilled men that's basically <laughs> that will lead to a very big problem in society Speaking of those types of men, how you doing, buddy? You're welcome to the room. Um, just kidding. That's my guy. Um, so anyway, there's the problem right here that's going on. And um, let me... You're good? Yeah, he's Okay, good. sorry. We had an intruder in the building, but we're good. Like, I'm not going to pretend that it's not here. We're here. He's our friend. He's good. We're all good. Uh, anyway, let me get to the point here. Um, there's a problem among young men. All right? It's a leadership problem. It's a mentorship problem. It's a motivation problem. Enter Andrew Tate. So this guy shows up on the scene. Okay, Sarah Tate. I understand. You know, you, have a, you share a, a familiar link with this young man. Uh, he shows up on the scene. And just to give you guys a little perspective on how much this guy has skyrocketed in the last six months. Okay, well, maybe nine months. In March, I'm talking with PBD, our CEO, you know, worth X amount of zeros. Like, just massive dude. I'm like, hey, I'm working on getting this guy, Andrew Tate, on my show on the Saucecast. He goes... It's a great idea. I think you should do that. That'd be great for your brand. That'd be a great interview. Boom. Fast forward six months later, Pat and I are flying to freaking Madrid across the world so we can go interview him for basically the big mothership valuetainment PBD podcast. So just to show you how much this guy has skyrocketed in the last six months, he went from like, yeah, have him on the show, whatever, no big deal, to like, yo, grab the troops, grab the production crew, bring the makeup, boom, we out, okay? So, um... Let me play you guys a little clip from that interview. And again, the theme here is men need uh, some help these days. And they've kind of uh, latched on, not leached, latched on to basically Andrew Tate as sort of the guy to be like, all right, that's sort of the pinnacle of manhood. What can I take from this guy? Um, Let's play this clip. Are we guys ready on the audio? Ready? Okay. Ready, set, gonna play. Use my trauma to use the bad things that happened to me to galvanize myself against attacks from the matrix as I've just proven I can easily weather. When I talk about men's mental health, they delete me. I thought you gave a shit about men's mental health. I'm the most popular man on the planet and 90% of my content is not even about women. It's motivational and antidepressive. And you're gonna sit here and delete me saying that I'm bad for women. What about men? I thought you gave a shit. All of a sudden you don't give a fuck anymore, right? Just delete him, who cares? I had a man message me, a man emailed me saying that he was going to kill himself. And he goes basically on to tell a story about a guy's going to kill himself and he basically mm-hmm. gives him advice and encouragement to basically work out, get it together, don't fucking off yourself, get it together. All right. Um, let's continue on with Tate for a second so we get a better glimpse of who this is and then we'll open it up for discussion. Um, now go to Leia's YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Leia's got a, a, a great YouTube page. Leia Halpern right there. If you scroll up to the top interview right there, you did an interview with Tate eight months ago. Correct. Well, we did it in December 2021. Okay, yeah. so uh, yeah. almost, yeah, exactly. Ten, yeah. Um, and I think it was maybe at like 100,000 views like 
three months ago, two months ago. Yeah, and then and then it just skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. It just, yeah, I mean, like it's kind of like what Arnold Schwarzenegger says about like making money. He says mm-hmm. like your first million's the hardest, hundred percent, and then the other millions are the easiest. Yeah, so totally that's kind agree. of like the same with the YouTube 100%. video. Hundred percent. My first million was freaking hard. Now it's like, all right, we're doing, we're doing this uh-huh. thing. All right. So the point is, Leia, you've done an interview with him. That's correct. You've had multiple conversations with this guy. He's someone you would consider a friend at this point. Yeah. Even okay. though he says he doesn't have female friends. That's true. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna open up a lot of rumors out there, a lot of conspiracy theories about that. Sure. But you've done some reaction videos, especially when he got canceled and all that. Everyone knows that this guy got banned from <clears throat> every single platform, every single uh, social media platform. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Discord, you name it. And then Uber, Airbnb, payment processors, like the whole world in Silicon Valley and beyond was like, delete, boom. Mm -hmm. But now he's bigger than ever, all right? So um, Leia also did a reaction video to Andrew Tate. That's a a bad freeze. Anyway, Anyway, so let's press plays before Leia gets upset. Go media outlets they're talking about you know if a man wants to work out and he's got muscles it means he's he's a right wing and he's probably going to be sexist and a misogynist i mean what the hell is that the government this system they want you weak they want men particular to be weak fat and compliant so that they can't fight the tyranny because when you're weak fat and compliant addicted to porn and unable to get outside your house and actually be aware of what's going on in the world then the powers that be have more control when men are strong when men are intelligent when men are entrepreneurs when men are hitting the gym that is not good for those who are in charge and so like i said earlier i'm personally very excited about what andrew's doing he's empowering men to be better as a woman i want a strong man i want a man that's going to look after me and only a strong man who knows how to take personal responsibility somebody that's wise somebody that's smart only that kind of man is going to be able to do that a lot of women are settling for men that aren't particularly strong because there aren't strong men left and so women are miserable women are then having to become more masculine so they can fill that void that's been created by society because men aren't men anymore Across media. Okay, boom, stop it right there. Great perspective. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I let Leia weigh in on this, I want to get your um, perspective on just the following two questions, okay? Um, if 10 men come up to you at a bar, restaurant, library, wherever you meet men, what percentage of men are dateable? Sarah, you can go first. What percentage of men are dateable? Out of the 10 at yeah, a bar? Yeah, 10 guys step to you at a bar. Hey, what's up? You're looking good. Can I get you a drink? Well, I don't really know if they're dateable because I don't really know anything about them. You know. Right? A girl knows in the first like, five say, seconds whether one, they'd be I'd into a guy. I'd say 1%. 1%. Yeah. Okay, so not even one. So you chop that one guy up into 10 pieces. Let's make it five. Okay. Five, five, 5%. Yeah. So not even one guy that steps to you. Got Hardly. It. Boom. Yeah. Allie, I know that you're married. So Tom, forgive us for a second. <laughs> 10 dudes step to you at a bar. How many of those guys are dateable? I mean, honestly, maybe one. Physically, for sure, one. But then the the hot boys, sometimes they're not ready to settle down. So that could drop it easily to like a 0.5. Mm. But it's slim pickings out there. I observe. Right? People watch all the time. And that's why how I can tell there is a problem with masculinity. And in that same vein, though, there's definitely a problem with femininity. Like, how many women out there are truly dateable? <laughs> like, I don't know. Dateable and bangable are two different <laughs> very questions. Different, okay. Yeah. Um, but we'll, get, we'll keep it moving. Leia. Um, You're in Miami now. People are stepping to you all the time. What percentage of men are dateable? I think uh, it depends what kind of woman you are, really. I think, like, um, I was complaining earlier about this to a friend. I think, like, 
if you would regard yourself, everything is like personal perspective. If you as a woman regard yourself as like an average woman, then you're gonna be happy with like the average man. Um, and so I would probably say like, I don't know, let's say there's a group of 10 men, five are dateable, right? Cause you perceive yourself as the average woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you perceive yourself to be, you know, more than the average woman, and you know, we all know the term hypergamy, women date upwards. Um, then yes, I mean, you're lucky if even one of those 10 men are going to be marriable. So the lesson here is that, uh, because you're familiar with the Pareto principle, but the Mm 80-20 rule, basically the top 20% of men get 80% of women. Technically, 100% of men want the top 20% of men. But lesson here to you gentlemen out there, you got to improve, okay? Mm -hmm. Whether that's physically, your game, money, because if you step to a woman at a bar, based on what we've learned here from these wonderful women, there's a 90% chance she's going to be like, peace. You're not I don't gonna... even like when they come up to me at a bar. Okay, well, oh, that's God. a whole other thing. Okay. Uh, Nat, can I have you weigh in on this? Yes. Go out ahead. Out of the 10. Out of the 10. How many are dateable? dateable? For my standard? Yes. Um, Maybe like one. Okay, so just you're, you're reaffirming everything Being we just established. I'm friendly, but okay. like, mm-hmm. would I maybe pursue you? Probably like one, two, if we're in a certain setting. Okay. Maybe. What do you mean certain setting? Um, it depends if you're like at a club versus maybe like a high-end restaurant at the mm, bar facts. or okay. if you're facts. at the store or it really depends where you are. Mm-hmm. Like if you're at the gym. If you're shopping at Saks Fifth Avenue, Ex- all okay. 10 guys are dateable. There you go, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right, real quick, because I don't want to spend a million hours mm-hmm. on this. The one thing that each of these guys can improve. So basically, if 10 guys step to you, you only pick one. If you could give advice to the other nine, what's sort of the uniform advice of like, Dress better, you know, have better game, like brush your teeth, like, please, you know, shit, whatever it is. What's like the one thing that can improve the odds for most men? Quick answer. Go ahead, Leo. I think the easiest thing a man can do is just look better, right? Like hit the gym, look strong. Women like safety. So if you come up to her and you look big and strong, done you know that 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 gets you over the first hurdle the rest of course there are other hurdles but that gets you in the door to some extent okay do you agree with that Ali what's the one thing you would change for most men no I definitely agree I mean 73.6 percent of the American population is overweight to include obesity and those are Americans like 21 years old and older so that's that's men and it's women so a lot of these dudes are talking about women aren't looking at me I mean to be blunt my limbic system is not attracted to your pudge so like first and foremost do something about that and then it's even cooler too because you can be fit I'm all I'm very strategic about dating, though. Mm-hmm. So you can be a fit, buff guy. But you know what's cooler, too, though, is if you're good at combat sports. Because I know you can just take out my enemies, both foreign and mm. domestic. <laughs> and if you can't, if, I mean, I get it. It's it's tough to get into combat sports, but it's just so hot. But um, if you can't, you can learn how to handle a firearm. Like, let me, let me feel safe. I worry about my physical safety. Not at all with my husband. At Got all. It. Okay. Sarah, what's the one thing you would give advice for guys to improve upon? When coming up to you at a bar? Or just in general. You said not even one out of ten. What would help improve the odds? Well, you said at odds? a bar, though. Like, in general? Anywhere. In life. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Dress better. Not be so pushy. Be confident. So, you know, just have to be clear, you do know. Because you just said four <laughs> answers. Okay. <laughs> so, it, dress better. Don't be pushy. Jeez. What else? I don't, yeah. That's what Whoa, I would say. she knows. See? Mm-hmm. Not that hard. You got this. Thing. You got it. Nat, what about you? Um... I mean, obviously, your first impression is what you look like. So mm-hmm. keeping yourself together, mm-hmm. like you look clean, you look together. Um, and then from there, conversation, like a good one-liner opening. Like nobody likes a weird, good-looking guy. 
Like the worst is like he's hot and then he opens his mouth, you're like, holy crap, like please go away. That's so true. It happens a lot more than people would think. It's true. Like game does matter. Game totally matters. It does, it does. So I mean looks, that's kind of obvious because that's everybody's first judgment. Yeah. And then um having like a good open liner. Yeah. Not just like a regular. So I have a I'll I'll tell you a funny story. I have a good buddy of mine, I'm not gonna call him out there. Call him out. Good looking dude, played in the NBA, famous. Tall, I know. good looking. Again, I'm not going to say his name. And he would open his mouth and the girl would be like, no. And I would consistently say anytime we get to the bar, club, restaurant, whatever, library, I'd be like, dude, stand there, look good. Let me do the fucking talking. Okay. Oh my God. Boom. And things would work out well for us. So like, anyway, just unless you're a six foot nine NBA player, you're going to have to have a fucking mouthpiece, right? So you're mm-hmm. going to spit some game. All right. Thank you for that, ladies. I think the gentleman... Uh, hopefully took something from that hit the fucking gym you don't have to be a ufc player you don't got a you know ufc fighter mm-hmm. you don't have to be uh conor mcgregor to date a chick but you know maybe just look decent yeah protect women oh yeah got it all right moving on let's get back to tate here for a second because mm-hmm. i wanted to establish the first thing we talked about this crisis among young men so we got that check boom now let's get to tate um what percentage of women hate Andrew Tate. <laughs> it's a great question. Oh my God. I feel like we have to, most women lie, right? Like mm-hmm. mo- most women have no idea about what they're talking about and they don't understand their own emotions. So I would say like, I'd say like 90% of women say they hate Andrew Tate, but I would actually say 100% of women are looking for a man like Andrew Tate. Ah. <laughs> That's the reality. Ah. Yeah. So how do you grapple with that uh, cognitive dissonance, I believe is what that's called? Oh, I'm just used to the cognitive dissonance. What do you mean? I mean, everyone's cognitive and crazy cognitive dissonance everywhere in life these days. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but what, do you, what do you mean? Don't be intellectually lazy, Leia. <laughs> intellectually lazy, you can use it. You exactly, use that's, it. A, that's an inside joke there. But go ahead, I'm what are you going to say about the cognitive dissonance? No, I mean, I just think a lot of women are all in their emotions. You know, they say they mm-hmm. want one thing, um, but they really want another. And, I, you know, I, I agree with Andrew when he says women don't know what they want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, women think they want a nice guy um they, they don't want a nice guy that end up walking all over him and disrespecting him and then they won't respect him um so 90 percent of women may hate andrew but i think 99.9 percent of women love andrew and would like a man like andrew got it you're mm-hmm. doing a lot of head nodding out of there i don't know if you're listening to like a dmx oh. album or are you just agreeing <laughs> with leia what no you got? no i totally agree so i think majority of american women are inherently feminist i think they're born and created that way at this point in time so i would say yeah 90 percent of women probably say they hate andrew tate but I, I kind of feel like if you put those women in a room one-on-one with Andrew Tate and he put some moves on him, I think they'd say yes. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, So they hate sure. him, but I think they'd sleep with him. So like, how much do you really hate him then? But I mean, I don't think women have ever been presented the option of, uh, of a man that is like that attractive and successful for the most part. Hmm. That's true. Got it. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what percentage of women <clears throat> hate your cousin Andrew Tate? <laughs> My cousin. Well, here's the thing. The more I actually like watch his stuff, I like I thought I hated him at first like when I first saw the first few clips and then like I see things like he was like talking about mental illness and men and saying that like you know that just keeps them down and there's a way out you know saying that that's just your brain you know ends up making them commit suicide and they can find a way out of that I'm like Mm -hmm. okay I agree with that you know and you know there I saw something else where he was like uh, well what if your son was gay would you still love him he's like absolutely and I'm like that's great. Mm. And then I saw something else where it's like, well, what type of girls do you pick? 18 to 20. You got to find them young and so you can mold their brain. <laughs> and I'm like, 
So, you weren't into that. I, but there's but there's a lot of things that he says that I do agree with. Okay. I think sometimes just a little bit more on the extreme side when it comes to women. Like he's putting all women in a certain right here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's it's not. So that's your problem. It's with like Kate. when girls say like you know all men are bad. No, not all men are bad. Yeah. You know, you just because you had two or three that's bad like experiences. Saying, believe all women. It's like no. No. Believe like, no. all. <laughs> I, I don't like that. But like his, his intellectual like inside thoughts, mm-hmm. I actually agree. No with doubt, most. the guy's mm-hmm. a, a thinker, a philosopher, really a speaker, do. a talker. Nat, what percentage of women hate Andrew Tate? I would say, actually, I think it's changed. I think before it's been more like 100% of women hate him. But I think now after all of this and everybody's like mm-hmm. kind of forced to listen to like him, mm-hmm. um, I think the number has maybe gotten down to maybe like hopefully like 80% of women only hate him. Just because like, you know, like Sarah said, like once you listen to some of the mm-hmm. content and the behind what he's like saying, women do want to get behind it. They're looking for mm-hmm. someone like him. Maybe not as, you know, bold and vocal like he is, but essentially they want a strong man with discipline and, you know, who mm-hmm. can lead and, and do all those things. So I would say today, maybe like, 80 percent i'm gonna so give us w- ladies a little wiggle room so it's going yeah. down i think it's going down to 90 i think it's going down based on Got everything it. that's going on well i think a lot of the reasons why is that women will judge an entire person on a 30 second tiktok clip yeah mm-hmm. right so you'll just rush the judgment <laughs> mm-hmm. on anyone what seeing one clip up oh, boom he canceled uh, no i didn't like what he said uh, well, I think logically, I, I think it's because women are very emotional, right? Like we are way more emotional than yeah. men. Like you brought up that clip of me earlier, like that makes me emotional because I genuinely like mean what I said from the heart. Yeah. And like I think women are more emotional. So like yes, if you see a video of Andrew saying something which is harsh and naturally exaggerated mm-hmm. for marketing purposes, it's going to trigger an emotion in you. Um, and then I think it takes um, from my experience. Um, either more time or a man around you to say, hang on, Leia, like, why don't you look at it from this perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and you can actually see the logic. And then you're like, oh, yeah, okay, th- actually, that makes sense. So I think women naturally are going to not like him because we are emotional. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I've had some experiences as of late with women and being a guy with a bar in South Beach and being out, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I had, a, I think I told you this the other day, I'm out with some friends. A buddy of mine, he brings some girls, we're out, we're having dinner, whatever, whatever, whatever. I strike up a conversation with this girl. Um, They were in town, they're visiting South Beach. And the whole night was just, we all have a great time. It was a fun dinner, we all laughed, great, boom. We paid for everything, you know, sent them home in an Uber, treated them well, all good. Like, it couldn't have been a better experience for these girls, is what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Everyone had a great time. My buddy's dating one of the friends, like the rest of us, we all just kind of got along. One of the girls, hey, let's keep in touch, whatever, exchange numbers, boom, 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 boom. They left at like 2, 3 in the morning, boom, we all went and called it a night. That was Friday night. I wake up Saturday morning, wake up to the text, and the the text read, so you fuck with Tate? Uh. <laughs> That's what the text read. Not, hey, thanks for a great night. Hey, appreciate it. Hey, you know, just mm-hmm. so you fuck with Tate. That's what I wake up to, wow. right? So it's 9 a.m., whatever. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I interviewed him. Like, he's cool. And she's like, you disgust me. Mm. And I go, like, excuse me? What, do you, what did I do? She's like, how could you even affiliate with that person? Oh and I said, well, what don't you like about him? And we go, and it's a text exchange. I think I told you some you of this, right? You did tell me. Yeah, you did tell We have this text exchange. And she's just like, I just think he's disgusting. And anyone who listens to him is a disgusting man. I go, well, um, correct me if I'm wrong. 
how was our night last night? She goes, well, what do you mean? I go, did you have fun? Yes. Did we disrespect you at all? No. Did we pay for everything? Yes. Uh, Did you enjoy yourself? Yes. So what are you saying right now? (laughs) Right? And she's just like, "Uh, I don't know. Just like, you know, I just don't like him. And I was like, Mm. well, tell me what you don't like about him. And she's like, "Uh, I just don't like him. And I, I literally ended the conversation. I go, text me when you grow up. And I just, that was it. That was the end of the fucking conversation. Because the cognitive dissonance that we're right. talking about. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy and his friends that just took care of you and your entire mm-hmm. crew all night, right? Food, drinks, Ubers, just lifestyle, Miami, South Beach. You didn't pay for shit. We didn't disrespect you. You had a great time. And that's what you wake up and mm-hmm. text me first thing in the morning? You were too nice. What do you think? I know. You were too, you were too <laughs> because like you, you spent way too much money on this chair. Not at all. Like, I, I don't, don't know. I, I, I would have. It, 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 it's, like it's probably not dropping the bucket okay. like yeah. not okay. a big deal yeah. it's not like oh I'm broke now mm-hmm. whatever we four guys split a thousand dollar bill a couple hundred it's yeah. literally right it's not a big deal whatsoever mm-hmm. like the, money ain't the problem here mm-hmm. it's the disrespect and it's the because of yes. what you did for her right like you gave her your resources and the next day she just disrespects you without even asking and thinking and at all like you know even giving some nuance to who you are and what you did for her last night, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. the disrespect because you provided and immediately she's like, oh, you think this, you're a bad person. And that's yeah. and that's disrespectful. Well, I, I, I look at it a different way. Okay, immature. I'm looking at it. Now she's yeah. having a conversation with one of her friends and she's saying like, whatever happened with those guys? And she's like, oh, he's a fucking asshole, whatever. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? We had an awesome time. Like, because mm-hmm. they're going to talk. Of course. Because she's going to say, yeah, I actually followed him on Instagram and I actually saw that he had a picture with Andrew Tate. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God, can you fucking believe it? <laughs> mm-hmm. And one of her friends, if they have common sense, will be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, none of the friends will say that. Okay, sure. well, then good luck. Yeah. Like attracts like. <laughs> but it's interesting. I just I just want to like yeah. just add to that. Um, It's fascinating because if I'm looking for a man, mm-hmm. if a man tells me he doesn't like Andrew Tate, I'm like, okay, goodbye. Right, red so like, flag. A, right, a man why, has why, to... As a yes. guy, wouldn't you like Andrew Tate? Right. Right, right exactly. Unless you're Logan Paul with an agenda, right? Facts. Exactly, in which case, <laughs> red fucking flag, right? Mm. So when a man's like, I don't like Andrew Tate, I'm like, okay, next. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sarah, let's go back to you. You said, after you, before you watched a lot of his content, you didn't like what he had to say. And there's some still things that you probably still don't like, as far as like the grooming of the girls. What is it like if you can pinpoint what women are like, ugh, I hate you, buddy, Adam, whoever, because you like Andrew Tate. Can you pinpoint what precisely triggers women? Maybe the age thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe the That's fact correct. that he just puts them all. I mean, like when you're at like 18 to 20, you're stupid. You, you, you don't know nothing. Yes. So that's I mean, how they like them. I know. I know that he. He's, Not true. I, I can't saw, let you sit I there. Saw, and I, say I, that. I saw a video. I saw a video of him straight no. up saying you got to find oh. them during those ages so you can groom them. Like so you can find. In other can words, so you can find that? their. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you go, off. Go, Can go. I just add to that? I think it's really interesting because I really understand. Like, I do understand why men want women at such a young age so that they can mold them. Like, I fully, fully get it because, you know, you want her on your path before she becomes indoctrinated by feminism. And, you know, she's all about the career and doesn't want to, you know, support you um, and everything like that. I can't remember. I was going with this, actually. Wait, well, what, I what mean, feminism doesn't affect everyone, though. Like, you can have a mind of your own and do your own thing. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to, like, go one way 
or the other. Like, I think and you can be smart and successful mm-hmm. and beautiful. I mean, we've come a long way. Botox and Juvederm. Like, today is 30 and 48 mm-hmm. like yesteryears. You know what I'm saying? People live longer now. Like, you don't have to find them in that time period. Like, everything else he says, oh. I swear, is, like, intelligent. And mm-hmm. then when just that, it just seems outdated. Well, I was, sorry, yes. What I was going to say was, it's fascinating because I, I get why men want them young, so they're moldable, right? But when I think of myself, even, like, th- two or three years ago, I mean, when I was like, even when I was like 20, 21, 22, I don't even think I would have been a good wife. Like you couldn't even mold me at that age. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm very close with my brother and a lot of my opinions are because he molded me, right? But even so, you just couldn't make me a good housewife at 20, 21 or 22 or 23. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until mm-hmm. even 24, it wasn't until I was like 25, I was like, mm, actually, even in the last six months, like I would be a great wife now, but like I'd be a way, I'd be a much better wife today than I would be facts, six months facts, ago, absolute right? Absolute facts, you're always you know? learning and growing. So and, it's like, yeah. yes, I understand mold her when she's young, but I, even so, even when I was like 20, I wouldn't have been a good housewife. I don't, I, don't, go ahead. I think that just comes down to how you're being raised, yeah. right? Because if you grow up in a two-parent, well-rounded, and I'll say religious household, you're gonna be absolutely fine being a housewife and a stay-at-home mom 20 to 24. But I think that just shows where women are at. And I don't think you can get away from feminism. Every woman is a, is a feminist to a, a little bit of a degree. I talk to average women pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why men want to go younger. I don't think they want us dumb. I think they want us to be cooperative and not combative. And I've worked with women. Sometimes I coach women and I really hate don't okay hate is a strong word i really dislike coaching women that are 30 and older because it's too hard to break the mental models that they've already formed and how, how old was the woman that you were talking to in miami do you think mm. shit um, <laughs> late 20s shit, no matter. i think she was 29 right late 20s so that's like an example of really bad girl game and indoctrination you do something nice for me i tell you you like this guy and basically in my mind i think that you're a scumbag but these same women are going to complain that they're not dateable and that they're single in their 30s. Whereas like, for me, I, mean, I don't feel bad for you. Like you had a mm-hmm. choice. You could have been a wife sooner. I mean, what, <laughs> whatever. Um, but my, my point is, is that that's a lot of American women right now. They're just outright disrespectful, ungrateful, unkempt. And it's a, I think it's a struggle on both of the sexes right now. Mm-hmm. Nat, you want to weigh in? Um, uh, sorry, I was looking at the chat. Um, we'll get to the super I chat think, in a sec. Guys. What was the question the chat? Say that again. We were talking about Andrew Tate, yes, and uh, Leia, and we were. I started the conversation with Sarah, basically saying if you could pinpoint what women don't like about Tate, oh. then we kind of got into the feminism component, mm-hmm. and um, you just looked like you were ready to talk, and mm-hmm. I maybe I misinterpreted that. It's okay, Go. now I'm ready to talk. Um, <laughs> if you could pinpoint what, what people what, don't what, like about him, exactly what women get triggered about it. She said the age and the moldable. By the way, I'm going to weigh in on this moldable young age in a mm-hmm. second. So. I think it's really just like his tone. Like, <laughs> like, can I just be honest? Like, sometimes like it can, the clips that I saw him were very aggressive, very angry. And like women take that as like being like scolded at. You're like, you know, being like yelled at. And mm-hmm. I think if he was able to deliver a message in more of a relatable way for women, but I don't think that's what he's... No. Like his goal, it's not for women, it's for the men out there. Yes. Um, so I think just like his tone, I think if he like, if people, if you listen to his content as a woman that's not ready to be offended, you can really get you a right man that you want. That's correct. Mm. Like if you, like ladies, are, they're, you guys are not being very smart with this. That's what mm. I'm saying. I think, it's, I think it's really the tone. Like if he mm. can yeah. just adjust his, his way of speaking so that he's able to not only gravitate towards the men, but also get the ladies to understand a perspective, um, P- ladies will really, I think, 
develop and change in a different way. Now, mm-hmm. of course, like age and everything, nobody wants to hear they're getting older. And as you get older, you can't have X, Y, and Z. But it's a reality. So it's like you're better off to like mm-hmm. consider the factors and then move accordingly. Um, mm-hmm. So I really just think it's the way his message is being delivered. Now, of course, I don't agree with everything this guy says, um, but majority of the things, it's pretty valid factual mm-hmm. points. So I really just think it's the way his message is being delivered. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, he's not changing his tone, nor should he. Exactly. It got him this far. Mm-hmm. Do you play? He's still the top G. All good. Yes. So he's not changing that. Good. Um, Number two, let's talk about age. You talked about being moldable, okay? Yeah. What's that? He's top G. Top G. (laughs) He's not. Um, I kind of agree that I think women 21 to 24, they got some figuring shit out to do. They Mm -hmm. need to date the wrong guy. They need to fucking fuck up. They need to go through Mm -hmm. their whole phase. Like, because the last thing you want to do is get married at 22 and like, you were molded or whatever. I've seen this happen before. Next thing you know, you're 37 and you're like, I never got to party. I never got to be the girl on a yacht. I never got to bang the Latino guy in the club, whatever. And then like, you're going to have this like, I wish, I wish, I wish. So there is a component for women to kind of get some, like get some of the stuff out of your system. And then let's say whether it's 24, 25, whatever, then you can kind of get settled into it. I'd say I'd say the exact same thing to guys, but just wait till you're mm-hmm. in your thirties. Like mm-hmm. any guy that's like trying to get married at twenty two, I'm like, bruh, <laughs> don't do it. Uh, what? <laughs> okay, so that's the biggest thing is the age factor. By the way, age factor. What's the difference between age difference age gap between you and your husband? Twenty three years. Twenty three years. Yeah, but I mean, I'm absolutely okay with it. I mean, I'm totally okay with it. If I wanted to be with a millennial man, I could have. Uh, I I tried it. Mm-hmm. I did not like it. This is the, the the crisis of masculinity, okay? I mean, a lot of Gen X men, they had to have game. You know, you had to, like, prove your worth and your value. You had to, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to go here, meet me at this time. And you had to hone it. And now it's, like, guys are swiping or they're texting or sending a message. So I really like the masculinity that my husband brings to the table. But I think a lot of women romanticize it and aren't faced with the reality of it because you do have to make uh, a lot of adjustments. This is not a man that you can control. But yes. it's, like, well, that's, like, what I thought was sexy in the first place. So I better mm-hmm. figure out. Mm-hmm. I totally stuff. agree. Leia, yeah. last word, and then we'll go to the next topic. No, no, I agree. Um, you know, what I'm thinking about like the kind of person I want to spend the rest of my life with I don't want it to be somebody that I can control I mm-hmm. really don't want it to be in the slightest um I don't want a man that's controlled by a woman if you're controlled by a woman then you can be controlled by the government you can be controlled by all these other dangerous things like I'm looking for a man that's like on his own mission not con- like uncontrollable um you know he lives on his own path by his own reality his own morals um, that's so important. Yeah, it's super sexy, especially when he, you know, especially when he has demands of you as well. Like, you know, I'm this kind of man, so I expect you to do these kind of things and you're just going to be like, okay, that makes sense, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever dated a girl, uh, gentleman out there, and let's say you're, I'm a Miami Heat fan, okay? Mm-hmm. And I dated a girl, let's say she didn't really care about sports or whatever, she had a team. 100% she's going to be a Miami Heat fan. Oh, yeah. Okay? Like, whatever fucking team you got that you can barely care about, you're now on my team. Okay? And that's just kind of how things operate. So if you want to just take that little lesson tidbit and extrapolate that for life, like, women kind of get out of get on the guy's page. You know, they say that men lead, women follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just a minor example of that. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about men today and how men can improve. We're going to talk about dating, relationships, money, we're going to go there. But there's a clip here 
two clips that we'll kind of do back to back, Nat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this comedian out there. If you can pull up this clip, uh, and they basically talk about men back in the day, basically our grandparents, the 1940s, versus men now. We got volume, Jorge? Let's do it. Let's do it. The Battle of Normandy came home and worked to provide for my family. The only time I complained was when I woke up screaming in my sleep. Well, as a stay-at-home mom, I mean dad, <laughs> I ensure that my two kids, Zeon and Ziblat, live in a world without boundaries. Every day, my wife gives me a to-do list and a to-not-do list. <laughs> but mostly I just have to sit back and zip it till a feminist-driven, sexually liberated society takes my family to a better- Dad, where's my freaking iPad? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, my little love pudding. I fought the battle of North. Oh, All right, cool. Okay. Shout out to the comedian Andrew Oporto. Very good. Talking about men uh, back then versus men today. Basically, the feminization of men. Uh, ladies have been basically talking about how men need to be more, be more masculine, be more of a fighter, UFC fighter to be exact. Uh, who would you rather have been with out of those two guys? Oh, the first guy. But wait, there's something we need that I want to talk about. Like, why, why are men feminized? Like, can we get... I want to, oh, like, yeah. mention Yeah, that. we could talk... I mean... Okay, Sorry, I, yeah, like, go ahead. Okay. I just want to talk about the feminization of men. Like, why are they feminized? Especially off the back of the the, the first video you played. Um, there's two reasons why men are feminized. We have... We live in a femme-centric society, right? Mm-hmm. So men are being raised by... And also because of the breakdown of the family unit and there's a mm-hmm. war on the family unit. So men are being raised by women, right? And um, when they're not um, at home, then they're in school being taught and raised by women um, in a world whereby everything is catered to women, um, whereby the messaging from the media is, don't be, you know, don't be toxic masculine, don't be toxically masculine, don't, uh, you know, it's okay to cry, it's okay to show your feelings. Um, you know, so they're like pushing all this like feminine energy um, mm-hmm. onto men. And I don't think that is just a, uh, a coincidence. I think the reason they're doing this is because for as we saw from the video, men used to be a lot mm-hmm. more uh, masculine. They used to be a lot stronger. They used to be mm-hmm. a lot more disagreeable. Um, and so it's the men that go to war and it's the men that fight. So when tyranny comes, it's the men that go first, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to um, control the men and you're able to feminize the men, then you're able to control society to a much greater extent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with the last two years, I spoke up a lot about how I found the vaccine mandates inhumane, the lockdowns inhumane, um, and that went against my nature. Like as a woman, I don't wanna be at war. Like I went to war, but like, you know, online or whatever. I don't really wanna go to war, but like I felt like I needed to. Um, And if we lived in a society whereby like men were more masculine and they weren't busy with their rainbow flags and switching genders and all that fun stuff, um, you know, I don't think that like the last two years would have gone as far as it did, basically, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if men were more masculine. Mm -hmm. So when you when you feminize the men, you control society better. Um, And again, that's why we have all these femme centric systems. So that's Mm -hmm. basically what's going on. And yes, I'd rather marry the first the first man, the one from the 1940s. But even then, and I won't go on, but even then I don't think we had it right in the 1940s either right and that's and here's where i'll go with that um anytime there's a situation that needs to be corrected corrections happen correct Mm -hmm. okay whether that's in masculinity whether femininity whether that's the workplace whether that's politics uh, they notice that correction needs to be needed like first wave feminism uh, feminism yeah women should vote yeah women should be able to drive 
right? Yeah, women should be able to work. Corrections, okay? Mm-hmm. Politics, corrections, okay? Uh, I didn't like Obama. We're going to correct it with Trump. We didn't like Trump. We're going to correct it with Biden. Biden ain't doing so hot. We're going to probably correct it. Boom. So the problem is when you have these corrections, you start correcting and correcting and correcting. And next thing you know, there becomes an overcorrection. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... I guarantee you, five years ago, there were not these types of topics being discussed throughout social media Mm -hmm. because it wasn't that big of a problem. And the problem was exacerbated during COVID and lockdowns and compliance and order and and all that stuff. And clearly, we're in need of an overcorrection. Mm -hmm. So a lot of young men out there who are basically saying, you know what? I think I was kind of fucking raised by my mom and feminine. Mm -hmm. It's like, time for me to man up. I watched mm-hmm. an Andrew Tate video and I was about to fucking off myself. <laughs> and you know what? I got a six pack now. So you talked about, you know, the need of a correction. Sometimes overcorrections need mm-hmm. to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Correct? And, and Tate right. is that overcorrection. 100%. Um, and I think it, we need that so much because as, as I said, and you mentioned as well, we, yeah, we have these femme-centric societies. So if a man... Um, doesn't know what he's doing in life and he can't find his purpose. He's being raised by his mother and she's like, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry, you know, you're yeah. okay. Get in wait. touch with your feminine side. Yeah. It's okay to cry. Here's a trophy for being in seventh place. Boom. Right. And then they say, and I quote Jordan Peterson as well here, Jordan Peterson says, you know, these women in society tell men you're okay the way you are. No, you're not okay the way you are. Yeah. Nobody is okay the way they are. Yeah. Even women. And that's a major issue which we can get to as well why most women are still singles because mm-hmm. all, their, all their babes are like, yeah, you're a yeah, girl. You don't need to lose wait you're okay the way you are no you're a boss babe nobody's okay the way they are everybody no. if you want the best you got to do better and improve mm-hmm. and get the best okay mm-hmm. Allie oh I've got a lot of Spit opinions some game girl so, let these guys know I, so many opinions um okay so a masculine man is a man who cannot be controlled and that is either a danger or a benefit to society to women to children but I think right now it's mostly just seen as a threat and a detriment because had all these masculine men came out and said hey uh, matter of fact we're not we're not going to comply with these job mandates matter of fact we're going to stop like supply and shipping matter of fact uh, I just clearly I will not be going to work I think we would have seen a, a big and a, a, a different outcome because to me this global pathogen has just been ex- an excuse for authoritarianism yeah. and I know that men could have stopped it if they wanted to but I don't think that they are encouraged to operate in that capacity i think that we need men but we're trying to just keep make them wallets only like the beta bug situation Mm -hmm. but for a society and i see that happen on the progressive side of things the secular side of things but i also see it happen on the christian side of things too and that's what makes me really upset because one of the things that i've experienced my husband is a non-believer so he's agnostic i think and i'll get a lot of shame for choosing to date a man outside of the church. But if you go Mm -hmm. and you look at the church, it's a lot of feminized beta males. And that actually goes against like the biblical Mm -hmm. doctrine. Men are encouraged to be men. Women are encouraged to be women. But like- Like freaking Ned Flanders on The Simpsons. Hi, neighbor. Yeah. And so like me, me, a young fertile woman, you know, I am Christian, but that's not the kind of guy that I want to date. And it's like, they're trying to convince women that they should be attracted to these more beta male types. And so a lot of young fertile Christian women are being shamed essentially. But you can't convince me that God wanted me to marry a feminine man. I'm sorry. I, I don't care. I just don't think that that's reality. So that, that's mostly my perspective. And it seems that what's encouraged globally with this progressivism and globalism is that the only right way to be human is to be feminine. Right now, there's an ad for Virgin Atlantic and it oh, came man. out. Yeah. And there were women um, in pantsuits. Yeah. There were men in skirts. And so if you think about it, a woman being in what? a pant... men in skirts? Yeah. Can you put this up on YouTube? Yeah. Is that possible? Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 please. Imagine yeah. being stuck on a... So 
basically just just yeah. to clarify she's they're going, they're virgin and atlantic airlines they're ad. basically switching the genders so like as a as a as a male flight attendant you can wear a skirt now and as a woman you can mm-hmm. wear pants or whatever but imagine being stuck right. on an airplane for like nine fucking hours with this <laughs> insanity like you can't even escape it at least if you're in a room with yeah. a bunch of like woke lunatics you can leave but being stuck on a plane i'm like man i don't think i can fly imagine back to if there was a problem on the plane and the <laughs> yes. male stewardesses in dresses are like ah, we're right. all gonna die it's no. like buddy yeah be a man get it together that's what i'm saying i don't know if we can play no i don't don't think it's the right one i think it was the second even that but even that was woke because she went to put on her lipstick and then she was like right i I don't need to be pretty that's the one don't i don't know if we can play it so just fast forward it real quick here he goes with the sash Mm -hmm. it gets so woke honestly go towards the end little pronoun button because you can't tell that i'm a woman that's a man by the way (laughs) yeah right Look, um, this isn't we get it. it. It's going to be ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the only right well, way to be is so to be feminine. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. We talked about the corrections mm-hmm. and there was a need of a correction. People wanted to be included and felt, you know, part of um, mm-hmm. society and not um, cast aside and felt like marginalized. And that is fair. There mm-hmm. was a correction needed. Mm-hmm. But when you start having like the situation in Canada with the woman with the yeah. breasts out to the other side over here and like let's <laughs> well pre- adam that's yeah. that's part of something bigger if you want to get into that what is it part of bigger mm-hmm. um okay so here we go i don't know how deep down the rabbit hole we're gonna go <laughs> with Leia, um, we go pretty deep down uh, well i mean that's Sarah, part we're gonna of, come to you in a sec okay <laughs> that's part of um a uh, global pedophile sex ring that's my oh, uh Jesus. that's okay. my overall perspective i mean you just yeah. need to look at what they're doing so like they're trying to sexualize children okay so they're doing it with music. They're doing it um, again. I have to be clear. I have nothing against trans people. Do what you want, um, but don't impinge uh, sexuality on children. Like children yes. don't need to be um, having drag queen story hour. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't need to be going to gay pride events where you have men um, in nothing but like underwear whipping each other's bums. Like mm-hmm. you do not need children there. And the push to have children there, and the fact that you know me saying what I'm saying supposedly makes me a fascist and some evil person. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't. It makes me a child protector that's what it makes me um a protector of children a protector of children um but yeah. the fact that i said and they and they'll cancel me for that um is fascinating and it means um that, that yeah that's part of a bigger thing to sexualize we'll children um sarah you were a host on playboy tv playboy radio playboy radio yeah. okay mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you give to men i assume you were giving advice to men we were hosting the parties from the playboy mansion on the radio okay. that's what we did yeah all right not and really so much advice we were just you know, but in ter- okay. So, in terms of masculine men and the feminization of men, do you have any strong feelings on this? And to what regard? Well, just what you're seeing out there in the streets. No. No, this ain't for you. I, I don't even know how to. <laughs> I don't know. Gotcha. Would Pass. you be, rather be with a strong masculine man? Absolutely. Or a weak Absolutely. feminine man? Absolutely. So, Sarah, you do freaking know the freaking answer. <laughs> no, it's Sarah. This ain't Save trivia it, over here. <laughs> Would you rather be with a strong, yeah. masculine man? Confidence, or weak confidence fe- is hot. There's probably nothing hotter than confidence. Okay. Yeah, it's right up there with all the other things that women think are hot. I've confidence. realized something this. You've seen Austin Powers? Yes. You've seen it? Where he's like, where's Dr. Evil? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. Where's Dr. Evil? I can't ever tell you. Where's Dr. Evil? He's like, yeah, in that layer over there. It takes him three times to answer a question. You're only two times. So you're doing better <laughs> than Austin Powers. Anyway, um, to wrap this up, 
Natalia. Yes. We're having this debate, the feminization of men. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, I got a lot of guys step to you. Mm-hmm. What percentage of guys are just like feminine? You're like, get that feminine energy out of here versus like, where's that dude at? Where's that confident man? I'm not talking, like, he doesn't have to be out the Out of fucking, 10? Out of 5? Sure. Just percentage wise. Um, I would say like two to three men out of 10. Hmm. Or you can feel like they're masculinity. Two to three out of 10, you think? Have, have masculine so. or feminine, sorry. Oh, have masculine. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah. That's low. That's low. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Third, I agree. Out of 10 men, men yes. sorry. I would say two, maybe three on a good day or a good setting. Uh-huh. Okay. Have, uh, I can feel their masculinity. So this is I'm different approached. than what I asked you earlier when I said what percentage of men are dateable. Okay, and you mm-hmm. said, you know, get it together, hit the gym, mm-hmm. look better, dress better have better game, better pickup line, boom. This is different. Mm-hmm. This is just energy. Like yeah. masculine energy versus female energy. Yeah. I would say like two to three out of 10 men, I feel masculine energy mm. when I'm first approached Got it. by them. So explain, I've never been a feminine man. I don't think I'm a feminine man. So right, I mean, maybe ladies, what is it that feminine men do, act, say? How do they? Feminine men are agreeable um, they don't lead. They aren't very strong. Um, they don't have strong opinions. Um, but I think it, it depends where in the world you live. So I'm from London and I think the men are far more feminine in London. Apologies if any British people are watching. I always get yeah. like a lot of hate for saying that. Um, but I find like the, um, the, the feminization of men is very much aligned with this woke culture. And woke culture is very much infiltrated in uh, London society very much. Whereas I'm new to Miami and I find men far more masculine in Miami. I don't know whether it's like the the Latina culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's like the Republican nature of the state. Now, do you think it's it's an act though? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually met one guy that was like super hyper masculine. Yeah. And I was like, oh wow. When I got to know him, I was like, oh, you're not. Hold on, no, what? They're, sure. they're, they're faking it? Yeah, yeah. Like, a mean? guy will come to you and like act like you know I'm the man, and then as you get to know them, you're mm-hmm. like, wait, you don't have a backbone. You're mm-hmm. not Just a like, hard worker. To... Well, they're you're playing not... a part. Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah. They're yeah. faking it. Yeah, How do you Adam. Fake masculinity. Like your oh. boys don't be like, I got this. Like, let me let me pull <laughs> yeah, this one. Let me, like, let me on, show you guys. Listen, where I come from. You need but to, what you do you need to start the, with this first. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sorry. They See, say that. Like the, it's like I, the honeymoon yeah. phase, right? When you go uh, and you're like, oh, I'm this thing. And then you're like, wait, I'm really not. Okay, I understand yeah. like faking certain things. Like Trust I me, make, you can't fake I make a little bit more money <laughs> or mm-hmm. I, I live a, in a nicer place, whatever. Yeah. But how do you fake masculine energy well oh. like it's really like, easy like I, I dated a guy like a year ago when i first got to miami went on a few dates mm-hmm. with him um he used to wear like the chains he had the tattoos he had like the whole vibe and he was like yeah older women love me i said why and i quote he goes because i look like i could fuck the shit out of them that's what he said okay yeah, so... and this man this man after like getting to know him was just a woman like yeah. he was a woman. Mm-hmm. He was so mean? like he was emotional. Mm-hmm. He um he was like, "Oh, you're disrespecting me." And I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm asking you to like I'm asking you to like step up to like mm-hmm. the plate. I'm asking you to like show me, you know, yourself as like I'm asking you to step up basically." And like he was just like, mm-hmm. "No, that's that's you know, what about me? What about my feelings?" And I'm like, "This is just weird. Like I Agreed. thought you were a man." Mm-hmm. Like Agreed. And then uh could he like did he fulfill the his quote unquote what he does to women? I don't know. Yeah, we didn't get that far. I don't know. Good. Yeah. Got it. Basically, <laughs> we're talking about lying. And like, mm-hmm. you said you've had this similar experience? Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, because Natalie 
when Natalia was talking about how two out of three guys out of every ten, but I have a really good BS meter when it comes to masculinity. Yeah. But I've also served in the military, and I've seen guys with very shiny badges that you get to know one on one, and you're like, you know, like this is all an act, it's not it. So that is what I think women are coming out and saying, oh, like my ex was a narcissist, my ex was a narcissist. It's overt narcissism. They have to play a character in order to get mm. women, and yes. for these women, they're disappointed because they thought he was a man, and then they got yeah. to know him, and they were like, um, okay, so this is clearly not what occurred, but. I think that's that crisis of masculinity that we're talking about because yeah. I don't think all these men are narcissistic. I just think too many guys are faking the funk. Uh, and game gets really faking the yeah. funk. Yeah, Great game gets reference. misinterpreted Especially all the time. Here. You can put on a change. You can get tattoos. Yeah. You can pull up in yeah. a nice car. Like you can rent that. Like you can do all those things. But like mm-hmm. once you give it a give it a week and you're like, mm, mm. I got the full you. You're good. You're done. It's over. Got it. Mm-hmm. So we we consistently ask women what like the most attractive qualities of man. They constantly say confidence, ambition, masculinity. Mm-hmm. And that's something that if you're faking it, will clearly like you'll see through that after right. time. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Thank you for that. Um, next clip. All right, here's another clip. Speaking of yes. what it is to be a man, ironically, we're asking women what it's like to be a man. Let's ask a man, a famous actor, Shia LaBeouf, who's had his own issues mm-hmm. um, with growing up, what it is to be a man. Let's make sure the volume works. Ready, set, playing. Oh, let's do it again. Are you ready for audio? I don't think, oh, at the top, huh? Here, ready, set, go. Do you become a man? When you get a driver's license? Like, what do we do? You're 16, we give you a driver's license. Okay, well, like, you get a job? Mm -hmm. Like, when do you become a man? You become a man when you become responsible for Mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. And part of that is taking accountability. And so, like, I am very new to this being a man thing. (laughs) And I'm still not there. And I'm on a path. I grew up on a, in a culture that told me going to war made you a man. Going to prison and coming back, coming back makes you a man. Um, making a million dollars makes you a man, you know, and and it doesn't. And you don't know it till you didn't d- done all these things and realize, damn, still I'm a still baby. a little fucking boy. Or been around people who've been there a bunch of times. You know, I don't know nothing about being at war like Kevin, but I know a bunch of soldiers that come back and are still fucking little boys. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get back out. I know so many dudes can't wait to get back out. When do you? Okay, cool. Um, Thought it lost his mind, but he must have found it. Yeah, no, no it's I, I so think he did. He, he's, <laughs> he found go, it. he's going he, up right now. He's got a relationship like that. Yeah, no, he's, he's coming together. You're talking about somebody who has hit rock bottom. He's yeah. gotten out of Hollywood. He's been. Uh, Patrick is like, he's, he loves that guy. He's like his I favorite love him actor. Too. Yeah. Um, too. But there, there's something true to uh, becoming a man. He said that basically when you have responsibility, right? When you have mm-hmm. to be responsible for somebody or you have dependence. I was a fucking boy in high school, straight up a boy. And my after high school, I was a camp counselor. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I'm responsible for 50 kids. Wow, you were a camp counselor. Yeah, straight up. Oh my up. gosh, claps for Adam. Yeah, claps okay. for Adam. Yeah. You guys, you're out there watching the show, you know. He knows what he's doing. But basically, I had to grow up. I was like, oh shit, I'm responsible for all these young guys. Mm-hmm. And I was 18. They were like 13. It wasn't like they were like four-year-olds. Wow. They were 13-year-old like bar mitzvah boys. Like, they, you know. So the point is, I was like, oh, shit, like, I can't be a kid anymore. I need to be the man in this situation. 
So you have to be a leader mm -hmm. and you have to be responsible for people and you have to make tough decisions and you have to basically say, dude, you fucked up. Let me talk to you for a second over here, bro. Hey, bro, I want to tell you, you really handled that situation well and I really respect you for that. And you know who to basically build up and you know who to knock down and you know to basically not embarrass in front of other people because he's going to cry. But when you start to become responsible for other people, other young men, and you become a leader, that is what adulting is for a man. Mm -hmm. If you're just a kid, I could mm -hmm. like if I didn't go to become a camp counselor at 18 and I just gone right into college, I would have had a totally different college experience. I would have just been an 18 year old kid. I played football. Next thing I'm a football team, fucking around. Just you can continue being a boy, especially in society today. You can be a boy as long as you want. Now mm -hmm. I don't have kids, right? That I know of. But but all my best friends have kids. My sister has a kid. That's like, I helped raise this kid. And there's something to be said about influencing the next generation for the right things to do. Mm -hmm. I noticed with my nephew, he likes to cheat. Mm. Okay? So we'll play basketball mm. and he'll lie about the score. Mm -mm. And he'll lie about like whether something happened. And we played a game one time and I, and I said, I said, let me ask you, uh, Rory, I love this kid. I go, do you do this with your friends? He goes, what do you mean? I go, you're cheating right now. You know you're cheating. I'm not cheating. <laughs> I go, you know that I'm winning four to one. It's not four three. Mm -hmm. You have not made three. Yes, I have. Rory, like, I go, if you're cheating with your uncle who's calling you out right now, do you do this with your friends? And he's like, well, yeah. Aww. And I'm like, well, why are you cheating with your friends? He's like, I just want to win. Oh, I said, so cute. I'm teaching him a lesson here. And I said, listen, let me say, say some brother. If you're going to do this with your friends, they're not going to want to be your friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're the cheater of the crew, they're going to be like, yeah, I don't want to play with Rory. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather you lose, but fucking take it like a man than cheat and be that kid where all the kids are like, yeah, I don't want to play mm -hmm. with this kid anymore. So it comes down to values. Mm -hmm. uh, what we always talk about here, principles. And I said, listen, bro, choice is yours. If you want to keep cheating to win, have at it, okay? But if you actually want to do the right thing and grow up, whether you win or lose, you actually tried your ass off and you played the game, I implore you to do that. Right. Week goes by. He goes, uh, Uncle Adam, uh, I just want to tell you, um, I played and I lost. Uh, I lost 11 to 10, but I didn't cheat, Aww. okay? And, and next time, I'm going to win. Okay, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna cheat anymore. And I said, "Fuck yeah, bro!" <laughs> Just like that. He's yeah. a nine-year-old. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro! But I had to teach him a lesson. So yeah. when you're accountable for people and you're a leader and you're basically responsible for people, whether it's a kid or counselors, or I was also a teacher. I was a second-grade teacher, seventh-grade teacher. So like, when you have to lead young people, whether you're, in, you know, we have a lot of military people here responsibility will make you a leader. Anyway, that's my rant, rant over. No, it's, it's a great story um, because it literally shows you um, the power of responsibility and how terrible participation trophies are because when you tell somebody that you are um, you know, responsible for you, it's actually really empowering. It means that you can actually strive to do better um, and that's so amazing. And the fact that, you know, Shai was saying, you only become a man when you are responsible for people. So it, it, it's this emphasis on responsibility. And I find that that's so fascinating because politically there's like this division about um, 
you know which party is the party of the res- of the you know the responsibility party right mm-hmm. and it's always like the left which don't want people to be responsible for mm-hmm. anything whether it's your health whether it's your diet whether it's your relationships whether it's how much money you have you know don't be responsible for that because don't worry we'll give you a, a social safety net so that so this system at large doesn't want people to be responsible for themselves mm-hmm. and so it's funny because that's sort of like trickling down into what it means to be a man and it really just tells men you don't need to be responsible for anything and so men never become men mm-hmm. because of this this idea that responsibility is so bad but in fact as your example shows it's so empowering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you uh you guys want to weigh in on this on on uh being a man in today's society uh mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah you were in the army i absolutely was yes okay mm-hmm. go ahead well a couple things about the army and male leadership and I suppose just the the lack of quality of male soldiers. So the general population thinks that being a soldier is this great achievement, but I was a soldier and I could see looking at who gets to join. And honestly, the only thing they needed to do to join the army is not go to jail and not be cognitively disabled because the ASVAB is actually an IQ test. That's all you need to do to get in. And so this crisis of masculinity that you see in the general public, it's the same thing that's taking place within the military. And I nothing grinded my gears more as a female soldier as when I had incompetent male leadership because mm. I can't I can't look up to you as a woman and I also can't look up to you as a soldier either but a big marker of poor leadership in the military is dodging accountability that's the that's the number one telltale sign well we're going to blame it on this person this other person but I think the military right now actually facilitates that they're okay with an officer makes a mistake let's blame the senior enlisted instead of the officer being faced with the consequences but um, yeah I mean I see a lot of people trying to be children for very long periods of time women freezing their eggs at 38 I am looking at you I am looking at you sis you know so you, sad. <laughs> why, why push off responsibility when some of the greatest joys and happiness in life can be derived from responsibilities like I I look forward to the day that I get to be responsible for another human I look forward to the day that I get to be a woman completely through motherhood and things like that and I think that that's something that is sad on the male side of things too I see a lot of young men who I think could be great fathers. And I know the system is corrupt, but at some point you got to try. I don't know what to tell you, but they could be great fathers and they're opting not to have children. And that to me is a real indicator of the decline of society. People don't even want to have babies. You know, where are we at? Why are we, why are we like this? I mean, yeah, I'm going to grow up. Okay. I want you to go ahead and make some babies. Yes. Sarah, you do a lot of video games. Like you're, what do you like? Explain what you do with video games. You do a lot of video content. Yeah. Okay, video game content. Gameplay tutorials, but they're more like sarcastic. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go out on record right here. Mm. Totally cool with a twelve year old playing video games. Boys I'm talking about. I'm okay with an eighteen year old playing video games. Twenty <laughs> five year old playing video games? I don't think I don't so. Know, I don't think so. I, okay. I love video games. And I, hear I, me I, out. Mm. And then you could go. Thirty eight year old playing video games? I'm talking about men right now. I don't I'm not attacking as a hobby you. or is like all I'm day? just saying in general okay <laughs> what if they're making money a lot okay. of money what, well, what about it? that via video games yeah stop stop no, they that's do point have, zero that's what, no 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 don't they okay in yes. crypto that's how yeah. the crypto industry is you make a lot of money because no, okay. it's okay. out there that is your career then I am not disrespecting you okay I'm talking about the guys who are just a general person mm-hmm Average person, they're doing an average job. You're an average person. And by the way, nobody wants to admit they're average, but most people are most people. If you're not average, you're above average. Your mom tells you you're the best. I believe you. (laughs) However, 
if you're going home after your job yeah. and then you're gonna go spend three hours playing video games, that's a problem, bro. It's a no go. That's a problem, bro. That could be time spent on a side hustle, mm-hmm. reading, investing your time, getting smarter in the gym, you know, following content, whatever it is, but you're going killing zombies. Uh, in my opinion, that is a time waster of the highest proportion. I might be the asshole. I might have just ruined your day, <laughs> but someone had to. My question to you is, Sarah, you deal with some of these young men. What's the average age of video gamers that you see? Do you have any idea? I'd say like 13 to 20. Okay, 13 to 20. Hey, the 13-year-old kids, keep doing what you're doing. The 30-year-old boy out there who's still in his pajamas and his mom's basement, and if we learned anything from Scott Galloway, the crisis among, among young men, one in three men under 30 have not had sex in the last year, I guarantee you a high percentage of those dudes are in their room playing <laughs> video games. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Go get the bag. Uh, with that being said, let's open it up for Super Chats. I'm sorry if I offended the video game crowd out there, um, but I think it needed to be said. No? No, no, I, I, do, I do agree with you. I think... Um, I think that yeah, that that's part of the problem. It's it's uh, you know like crypto video games aside because there's money to be made and there's a whole career in that in that aspect. But like you know video games and porn is like the worst thing for men. Mm-hmm. You said you know how do we inspire men to be better? Stop watching porn. Stop playing video games. Go to the damn gym. Go make some damn money. Go speak to women. Learn how to um, become confident. Learn how to understand the the opposite sex. Because actually, one of the most attractive things about a man is a man that understands a woman even if he has no money if he can understand like the nature of a woman and like mm-hmm. play on that that is really hot so go do that go go make yourself better i think porn and video games are the worst thing for mm-hmm. men there it is yeah. but if people love to play video games and like you enjoy it like you've been playing it since you were a kid i mean like i mean yeah. that's mm-hmm. me and like no i get it I, like i enjoy it like i yeah. enjoy that whole culture if you're like wasting your time and not showing up to work and just you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, that's different. That's who we're speaking to. That, right. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah, and and that's that's wrong. But mm-hmm. like you can you can love video games. I mean, like I built my own PC. I have every console. Like I I, I enjoy it. It's a mm-hmm. hobby for but me. I get that. But you're monetizing it. Well, I'm monetized. I have an interior design career. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? Like everything I do with gaming and TikTok, that's just for fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know uh, how many of these video gamers are living paycheck to paycheck. Facts. And are overweight exactly. yeah. and have not got They're any... They're all overweight. I've, I'm These saying I'd love to know people. the stats and I would love to know Girl, how many no, I haven't gotten any in the last couple of years, okay? Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get to Super Chats. We've got a lot more content to go. We've mm-hmm. got an hour left. We appreciate you staying with us. We mm-hmm. love you. We're here for you. Hope you didn't get offended um, and subscribe to the channel, all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Nat, yes. you got this thing. Did, by the way, does anyone want to shout real quick? Oh, no. You want one. You have it. Adam wants one. You have I've one. I've already had one. Oh, good. Nat. But Sarah, uh, you want another shot? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Ali, hook her up. We're going to get this girl talking. Okay. So we've got Nat, some go super chats. We've got Christopher Harris. Thank you, Christopher. He said, Ali is such a freaking cutie pie. Thank you. And then we have Mike uh, Sinatra, uh, $50. He says, Sarah, your hypocrisy is showing. So it's okay for women who want older <laughs> men, but it's weird for men that want younger women no shade but i've met uh 18 and 20 year olds much smarter than you only difference is that you have more trauma uh other men wish um don't listen who's they that. talking yeah. to nobody they talking to? girl that's, a, that's youtube <laughs> welcome to yeah. youtube welcome then you have YouTube. alan sam to? he said men have to be uh militant and stern with his dating standards because we live in a soft society and social media continues to ruin it 
Uh, then we have another one that says, uh, world is run by women and betas. Alphas That's get correct. canceled. And then we got another one, just showing love. If you haven't been told today, Nat, you're, be- oh, Nat, you're beautiful. And Sasha, you're the man. And I hope you're uh, to be on the level in the coming years. We got another one. Uh, the whole phase makes no sense. It's harder to get a man to commit if hot girls are giving sex without commitment. Facts. The top men would be become F boys. Um, and then I think we had another one right here, and it says, uh, just turned in and heard the talk about responsibility for like 10 minutes straight. Not one mentioned the authority to oh. go along. It's like, yeah, boyos are responsible again for their own sake. It's fun. You don't need to have an incentive. What do they what do I got, they mean? I got a pushback for that one. Yes. What did he mean? No, well, Not okay, sure. because a lot of men are given responsibility without authority, right? And at, at the end oh. of the day, I mean, it's true. When you look at family laws and things like that, like you can, you can be responsible for kids, but then you're not necessarily responsible for like, I don't know, like the, the disciplinary stuff. Uh, you don't have the authority to do that. Like your wife won't give it to you mm-hmm. or whatever. Baby it's mama, a difference I guess between being a dad dating. and a father. Right, right. Anyone can be a dad. Right, yeah. It's very hard to be a father. But I mean, I want to make it abundantly clear. Like women that are looking for quality men who have masculinity to offer and are willing to take on responsibility and women, you should give that man authority. I'm assuming that you would like to, <laughs> if you want to be responsible for the outcome of your entire life yourself as a woman and be independent go ahead be my guest but for i guess the more feminine women out there like we're willing to comply and i know that that gets a bad rep we're willing to be cooperative and that would be my recommendation to women I, i know that we have work to do ourselves and but you'd be surprised women are willing to do that work for that kind of guy. I do very much encourage uh, responsibility with authority. And I know that that's something that I have in my marriage, but it, it feels good for me as a woman in two ways, right? Because if the outcome of the family is successful, then my husband's successful, therefore I am successful. But then if my if my husband fumbles the play, it's like, well, that's not that's not necessarily my L. I'm not responsible for that one. So it's, it's nice on a couple fronts there. So I get what he's saying. Got I just it. wanna, can I just add to that? Um, <laughs> I think that um, you're totally right. Women are totally um, and 100% willing to comply. Um, women will shit test men, right? So mm-hmm. that means a woman will give you a difficult time as a man just to see if you can really step up to the plate, if you can really, um, you know, protect her at all costs, right? It's what women will do <laughs> because they need to know that like, you know, when the war comes, when the apocalypse comes, like, will you really yeah, be able to secure. protect me? Right. Yeah, yeah, make sure. Exactly. Yeah. And so and so I think like women really, if you, if you are the man, women will comply. Oh yeah. That is a hundred percent it. And like, mm-hmm. that's what I want in my marriage anyway. Like I'm not looking to put up a fight. I'm not looking to do any, I'm not looking to be competitive. I don't want any of that. Like honey, if you, if you the man, like that's it. Whatever you say goes. And I think most women will. Yeah. Okay. I mean, why By not? By the way, how long did you have, have you had that attitude for? Um, I mean, it's a new attitude because I think like I'm only in like my mid twenties, so it's like something that I've I've, I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think like we spoke about earlier, I'm very close with my brother, and my brother has proven to me on so many occasions that he is correct when it when we debate something, right? Mm-hmm. So my brother has proven himself to be um, the man, in my opinion. And so when my brother Gideon says, "Leia, we're doing this," I'm like, "Okay," because mm-hmm. I've seen like I've shit tested him, right? Um, and so I, I know that he's right. So um, if Gideon says, Leia, we're going here or Leia, don't do that. Honestly, if my brother says, Leia, change your shoes, 
I'll change I'll change them. I did the other right? day. I did the other day. I went to do a podcast with actually with uh, Iman Gaji and Gideon was like, Leia, don't wear those shoes, wear those. I was like, okay. Um Gideon says, uh, my brother told me to stop doing wings on my eyes, like the the makeup. I go, okay. Because I trust his opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm. I comply with everything my brother says. What you're saying is everyone needs a Gideon in their life. My brother's the best. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, Thank you for the super Mm -hmm. chats, Nat. Are we done? Let's move on to the next topic. We're going to do another super chat in like 15 minutes. So Mm -hmm. put your super chats in. And make sure you guys uh, like the video. We've got a nice group of people watching. Make sure you guys like the video, comment, subscribe, share. Mm -hmm. um, Because we're about to get really juicy. We're about to get juicy. All right, let's talk relationships. (laughs) There's some drama. This is going to be a sports story, but you do not sports. need to be a sports fan or even understand basketball oh. <gasps> to mm-hmm. understand this story. But this was the biggest news story uh, in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> the NBA season's about to start. Uh, people know that I love the NBA. I have friends that play in the NBA. Like, the whole thing. Um, and here's a story that basically um, has been breaking the internet for the last week or so. And it involves Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoku Mm -mm. and this cheating scandal Mm. and what exactly is going on with the disgraced Celtics coach. So basically, (laughs) here's the deal. All right. Without getting involved in the drama, uh, he's the head coach of the Celtics. Last year was his first year. The Boston Celtics, they're a basketball team. People play basketball in America. I don't know if you're familiar with this. This isn't football. This isn't rugby. This isn't cricket. It's handball. Handball. There it is. Adorable. Um, So he was the uh, coach of the Celtics. In his first year there, he took the Boston Celtics to the NBA Finals. They lost eventually to Golden State Warriors. Mm. But basically, he was a major, major, major factor in it. Fast forward, the season's about to start. And next thing you know, they start breaking uh, breaking news. <laughs> Ime Udoku, the coach of the Celtics, suspended for the year. What? That's unheard of. I've, I've You hear coaches get fired mm-hmm. and they're gone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're going to sit this entire year out. And then we'll revisit you in 2023, 2024. And everyone's like, what the fuck is happening right now? And it turns out um, that basically uh, he's uh, married, kids, engaged, whatever it is, to a very famous actress. Engaged. But they have kids together. They've been engaged for seven years. Yeah. Okay, so that's a red flag right there. Hello. (laughs) And uh, if you to Nia Long, if you've ever seen Friday, Mm -hmm. she's the cute girl that's running Mm -hmm. in in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so, um, well, basically the story is this, is that, all right, so he cheated on her. Okay, check. He cheated on her. All right, cool. That's why he was suspended. Yeah, it gets better. Mm-hmm. He cheated on her. He cheated on her with an employee of the Celtics who worked there. So, you know, inter-office relationships right. yeah. frowned upon. Now, he's married, kids, engaged, what have you. Cheats on her with this girl. Now, here's where it gets juicy. She works for the Celtics. She's married to his boss. Oh. Okay. Oh, she, she, her no. name was Kathleen Nemo Lynch. She's a staffer of the Celtics. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> That's why she's married to the Celtics VP of Finance, the mother sucker that pays the bills. He's an idiot. Okay, to Patrick Lynch. <laughs> and he's been hitting it for a year, Damn. apparently. Nice. So he's the coach of the Celtics. He's the leader of men. He took his team to the uh, NBA Finals. <clears throat> and on the low, he's cheating with his wife. Bad, to begin with. Cheating on his wife with a woman who works in your organization. Very bad. <sighs> Cheating on your wife with a woman who works in the organization 
for who's married to a guy that you work for, the VP of finance that runs the team, cuts the paychecks, triple bad. Is it his boss's wife, basically? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's his boss's okay. wife. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. yes. Vice president of finance. Okay, the guy who cuts the checks, all right? you know. So I don't know mm-hmm. the inner workings of uh, the Celtics, but pretty much if you're the VP of finance, you're stroking some checks. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. boom, breaking news comes out. Boom, 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 boom. Fired, suspended. Okay. A... He's making all the news. Should he be fired? This is a a yes or no answer. We don't need to go. Okay, yes. No. 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 Okay, so we have one yes, three no's. I'd like you to explain why he should be fired. But before we go there, what should happen to her? She's not in the news at all. She hasn't lost her job. She still has a career there. She's got some explaining to do to her husband and for people that work for the Celtics. So in my opinion, fuck yeah, he should be fired. He's been banging his boss's wife. How are you going to be the guy that's coaching the team? Like, talk about distractions. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll, they'll fire a coach for a four-game losing streak in any sport, okay? Uh, it not working out, fired. Talk about the turmoil that's going on internally. So I'd like to know from a woman's perspective... A, why you wouldn't fire him, and B, what should happen to the woman that he was cheating with that works for the Celtics that is married to his boss? So let's go down the list here of know. how this could work. Nat, mm-hmm. you look like you're doing one. some mind wrestling it's over hard there. Because what, it's because You said that he should not be fired. Explain. <laughs> yes. And what should happen to her? The only go. Reason why I Make said, it quick, though. Let's yeah, not do a yeah. long thing about this. The go. only reason why I say no is because... Um, I don't know the details of both relationships. I don't know what each of them are going through. Now, let me just stop everybody here. You don't need to know any details. Mm. He's banging his boss's wife. They work in the same team together. But what if they had this agreement like an open relationship, but it was private? Right. Then what? Okay, so that's what you're saying. That's that's the only reason why I would say no. Now, if you're taking that out of it, um, yeah, you should be fired. Like okay. just because, simply because you lost a trust with somebody that you're working for. Like, how do you trust somebody after they've crossed the line? Now, if they were both in agreement, like, hey, we're in open relationships, then that's different. Let's stop Mm -hmm. right here. Okay. This is not an open relationship. Okay, so then, yeah, Okay, he's engaged. Okay. Like, Nia Long is coming out there being like, I'm fucking gonna kill somebody. Okay. The VP of finance... What about the VP? What if he's like, we're in a relationship? There's nothing like that. I appreciate that, but let's not go down that... I'm just trying to, you know, be on both sides. I'm just trying to give just in case. There's gotta be something more. There's just in casers. you mentioned that he should not be fired. Why? So let me get this straight. The coach yes, was, was banging who? His boss's His wife. His boss's wife. wife. That also works for the team. I think that men have a better ability to separate emotions. And he's the coach of a team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important. Right? So like, I think that... He, could just like set those emotions aside and do his job mm-hmm. which is what i think the fans want and then they deal with it like if you fired him like mid-season or whatever like because of that that's gonna affect a lot more mm-hmm. and by the way my headset went out did it okay yeah. oh. let's get her headset working again but that's what i think uh ali you also said that he should not be fired mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. It's about the value that he provides to the company. Does he provide results? You said that he was he he was successful. He brought Correct. them to some kind of championship to the finals. Yes, to the finals. Yeah. So I I would say if the Boston Celtics, 
if they right Boston yes if they were to get rid of him what other team would be willing to hire him you know what I mean now I will say I'm tired of these high value men picking the sloppiest women to sleep with like go get an escort but at the same time he's getting condemned for all this stuff he's been engaged to Nia Long for seven years there's a reason why she's not his wife that's number one number two like this VP go check your wife I think she should be fired because I don't think she provides as much yeah. value as Ime Udoka Mm. I think that would be the big difference there. I, I don't think the VP should be removed or whatever, the VP of finance. So you're saying he should keep his job, the wife should be gone. But how it's do you about keep what a you job provide. with somebody who lies to you? Like, say exactly. there's no open relationship. How do you, like, look at someone and be like, I trust you after you just slept with my wife? This is about results, not trust. Can he make the team do what it does? That's yeah, what his job Yeah, but is. how do you, in, in mm-hmm. a, a situation, like, how do you say, all right, bro, you're like, you got my back? And then yeah. you're like, yes, but no. You know, so I so I think I, I agree with both of you in terms of like it's about what what kind of value he brings. Like I was I, I am still very pro Trump regardless of the things that he says yeah. um, about women, just because like I think he's um, a great businessman and a great president, right? So I'm able to separate that. However, what I will say is like when you start bringing um, like like your sex life and your personal life into the workplace it will um, inevitably affect the value that you can bring to the table. And I, I just think that's how it, how it is. And I'm also very big on loyalty and trust. Yeah. And from a personal point of view and having a good work culture, um, because clearly there is a team here, I only want to work with people that I can trust um, and people that are loyal. Um, so I, I don't want a, a snake in the fields in, in, yeah. in my in my area. So, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's um, doing something which is inappropriate and they are um, they are breaking the trust, then you're out, in my opinion. Yeah, because right. then it also devalues like the the team. You look at the team and you're like, oh, there's a whole bunch of cheaters on the team. Exactly. Then you're going to go like, oh, your players are cheaters. Yeah. And then it kind of trickles down to like, what do you want to be represented for? Mm. So that's why I would say yes. No, if there was like a, a side agreement, but I mean. It's like bad. It creates like bad. That's exactly right. It creates bad culture yeah. within within the team. Now the team is aware. Is the value that he provides still going to yeah. be the same? And how does the Probably team not. be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to this coach after mm. like you've been engaged for well, seven years and you've been cheating. On let him. me let me school you guys for a second let me let me let me break down as the one guy on this show on my show let me bring you into how guys think about this uh i know a lot of nba guys uh i don't know a lot of nba guys that are faithful to their girl let's just say that okay but they're not exposed hold on now sorry are they are they are they they sleeping with that boss's wife and engaged for seven years bingo here we go you break guy code when exactly. you like if dudes are in a room if this were a panel of guys and the cameras were off mm-hmm. right we're all just talking about this mm-hmm. and i'm the mediator and i say listen bro you're making millions of dollars okay you're a good looking dude you're a high value man you're in the nba what the fuck are you doing banging a guy you works with wife exactly mm. what are you doing yeah. bro like what are you even thinking okay and even by the way Let's say you fucking tripped and fell and slept into, you know, fell into some pussy. All right, I get it. One time. And I'm not even saying that's acceptable. But to continue this type of behavior, this is egregious. Pack your shit up, bro. You gots to go. Would you fire him mid-season or after? The season hasn't even started yet. This is preseason. Oh, no, I'm saying would you if that was happening? Would you wait? Immediately. You know, I would say if he was just cheating on his fiance of seven years, which is ridiculous. If he was just right. cheating on his fiance with and with another woman, right, with another woman outside, fine, mm-hmm. do what the hell you want. You're supposedly a high value yes. man. Please enjoy. 
it's bringing it into the workplace. Yeah. It's the, the the guy code, the bro code. It's all of it. So Guys, I have a question. Hold on so real it's... quick. Strike one, strike two, strike three. If it, you're, you're only out after strike three. Strike one is you cheated on your girl. It happens. happens all the time. Strike one. Strike two, you cheated on your girl with a girl who works for the company. Uh, kind of shady. Strike two, you cheated on your wife, your girl, with the girl who works for the company, and she's married to the VP of finance. Ugh. You're done, bro. So here's You're my here's up. my question. So say he does cheat, but it's not with this lady. Should he st- and he gets caught? Yeah. Just some I don't know an actor or something. No, yeah. Should he still keep his job? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred and ten percent. I don't know. I don't know why. That has nothing so to do. So why does the cheater of like. You're you're not showing that level of loyalty. Why is that not value the same? Listen, that, because it's lo- sorry, because yeah. it's loyalty to the boss, right? Yes. It's loyalty mm-hmm. to the company gotcha. and the ethos of the company. Like I don't, like I said, I don't want a snake running through the mm-hmm. fields of but our work culture. Wouldn't he still be a snake? No, he would be yeah. a man that has options and can have options. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, what Adam said. It's that that bro code. You know, you're yes. breaking that. And for mm-hmm. me, that's what took oh, this no. entire situation. To the next let level. me extrapolate it to real life. So it's internal. So the issue is internal. Let me, let me extrapolate in real life. Gotcha. Let's say mm-hmm. just say that we have a room of dudes right here. <laughs> and Leia, and it's no longer Leia, it's Larry. Larry cheated on his girl. Uh-huh. We all work in the same company. We're all here. He, we find out that Larry cheated. That affects none of us. Mm-hmm. What we would say is like, yo, Larry, I don't I mean, maybe you just mm-hmm. kind of got to be smarter. I don't know what to tell you. But we're still friends with Larry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if Larry's banging you know eric's okay. wife and they work together you have broken some major major of course bro can i code. give a better so example diff- yes give a better example so like what you just would don't you like guys being called Larry. yeah what would you wait this is gross okay <laughs> what would you guys say if you know like adam you had an affair with uh patrick's wife stop it but that's the point no, I, I just don't that's think we would find point. Adam's body I just don't think we would find it but that's the point now we're moving on exactly that's the point that's the point thank you can we wait without being emotional for a second cancelled from the show without being emotional for a second I get it I see what you're saying that's exactly the point correct 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 and that's why the strong reaction of no this is not possible yeah. And that's why I'm this guy who is suspended for a year will no longer be the coach of the Celtics a year later. Boom. He's um, so speaking of relationships, Sorry. speaking of cheating, mm-hmm. speaking of money, mm-hmm. um, did you guys hear about Mackenzie Bezos? Oh, yeah. Oh, this poor lady. She had Pergamon it up. She's doing mm-hmm. a couple things. Okay. So you know who she is, everyone? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mackenzie Scott Bezos. The richest Bezos. woman in the world. She's definitely up there. She was married to... Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, you know him, you've ordered his products, you know what's going on. She was married to him for 25 years. They got married when they were younger. No prenup. Um, She ended up getting divorced from him. I don't know who divorced who. This was, let's say, four or five years ago. Um, She ended up walking away with $37 billion. She, at that point, became a top 25 richest people in the world. Mm -hmm. At that point, uh, I think Jeff Bezos was worth hundred over a hundred billion dollars and she got 37 of it he might have even been worth 150 billion at that point um she helped him build his company supposedly whatever she was married for 25 years she deserved some money mm-hmm. no doubt she got a nice chunk of change 37 million then bezos starts dating a girl lauren sanchez cool all good they're still dating not married Mackenzie, right here um 
ends up meeting a guy, a school mm-hmm. teacher, a science teacher named Dan <laughs> Jewett, science teacher. They get married. They've been together for two years. They just called it off. Mm-hmm. They they have a divorce. They have a prenup. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, she's been, uh, I, I don't know what she's worth. I think more than $37 billion because that was a few years ago and then Amazon stock has gone up. So let's say she's worth $40 billion. Let's say, if not more. She's given away half of it so far. $20 billion. Mm-hmm. Kudos. Philanthropist. Amazing. Awesome person. Giving to charities. Respect. Um, let me read from stats for you just so we can extrapolate this. So people are going to be like, bro, what are you talking about? Like Bezos, $100 billion. What are we talking about right here? Let's just talk about marriage and second relationships and prenups for a second. Um... The average marriage lasts eight years. Uh, 41% of first marriages end in divorce. 60% of second marriages end in divorce. And 73% of third marriages end in divorce. So basically, uh, there's a reason they call it the seven-year itch. Because after seven years, you're like, ah, it's time to scratch something over here. Uh, and then the more and more you get married, the more you're like, ah, divorce, ah, divorce. Um, so the question here. Uh, goes to the concept of prenups. I know we've discussed this, okay? Um, so let me start with you, Ali. Um, mm-hmm. When you got married, mm-hmm. did you sign a prenup? Oh, I was supposed to. Yeah, but then the war in the Ukraine kicked off, so he got really worried, and so we kind of scrambled. But, I mean, yeah, I, w- I suppose my husband would be considered to be in a vulnerable position. But I'm ready to sign anything at any point in time if he drafts a postnup. I've there always is something been called pre- a postnup. Right, yes. I've always been prepared to sign. I don't have yeah. a problem So you can it. thank Vladimir Putin for not having to sign a prenup, is yeah, what you're I, saying. Yeah, I know, I know. Thanks, Vlad. Yeah. Thanks, but, I mean, I would, if, I, if he showed up tomorrow and was like, hey, babe, sign this, I'd just you say would. less. Yeah, yeah, I don't Straight have a problem up. with it. No. I mean, maybe that's why he hasn't done it. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're think about it, if your man has um, anxiety about like finances and you taking half his stuff, which a lot of women do, and you want to be with him, then just sign it because you get to keep all of the resources if you just stay married. Mm-hmm. I think it actually keeps a woman committed. If what? If she signs a prenup, I think she's got more skin in the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's do a poll. Yeah. Uh, to all our friends out there who are married or are planning on getting married, I assume most of you guys are men, even women. Success. Do you, how do you feel about a prenup? Yes, I would want a prenup. No, I'm good. I don't need to sign a prenup. Um, I would love to hear that answer. Leia, I know you have strong opinions on this topic. I know that you are the uh, extraordinary woman. You're not the ordinary woman, so nobody assumes that you're average. Mm-hmm. So um, what are your thoughts on prenups? I understand why somebody would want a prenup. I think, um, now this is just my cynical point of view, I think um, most people are inherently like selfish and bad, unfortunately. And so there are a lot of women who will definitely marry men just for their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the man is, isn't is very interesting, so she'll lose sexual interest in him, cheat on him, and then she'll get a divorce and she'll you know have the kids and have all his money. So I, un- I understand, right? Um, but I don't know enough about prenups to understand um, like what kind of um, nuance there is to it. So an example is if I get married or when I get married, the better time is when I get married. Um, you know, and if my husband says to me, Leia, I don't want you working. You don't need to work because I will provide for us. Okay. I'm like, okay, that's, that, that, that's an interesting offer. Definitely. Like if you don't want me working because you can afford both of us, then why not? Okay. Um, then I won't work fine. But now that leaves me in a vulnerable position because I'm like, well, what if, you know, in 10, 20 years time, something happens and, you know, we're, we're not together anymore. It's like, well, I've just sacrificed my, my moneymaker, um, you know, for this marriage. And now I'm like on the streets and I'm broke. Right. So 
I don't know whether there's a prenup which sort of says, you know, you get X amount. I, I don't know, yeah. but but yeah, I you yeah, can do that. Oh, there are Pre- prenups okay, are then, then, It's not all or nothing. You can right. build in then, different yeah. clauses. Then I think a clause and nuance to a prenup is important because ultimately mm-hmm. if a man says to a woman, I don't want you working, and then ten years later he just leaves her and she's like, mm-hmm. damn, mm-hmm. I've got nothing, that's not fair. So mm-hmm. I think yeah, nuance is required. Well, I think eighty yeah. percent uh, of marriages or divorces are initiated by women. Yes. And the more educated they are, I think Oh, it can be up to 90%. It's a reference Shout out to your friend Pearl. Right, right. I I learned that Mm -hmm, from her mm -hmm. when she was on here. But so initially, gut reaction, you don't want to sign a prenup. No, no, I I understand. I'm just saying I think nuance is required. And in our initial conversation, Mm -hmm. I don't know about, what do I know about prenups? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm never being married. What do I know? That's the problem. That's the problem is like most women don't know that they can advocate for themselves with a prenup and a postnup. But I think a lot of men are fooling themselves because they think that they have a net worth worth getting a prenup over. A prenup is going to cost. It's going to cost you several grand. I'm sure the more you're worth, it's going to cost even more than that. So my my husband has a reason. This man Mm -hmm. spent his 20s, 30s, 40s to have those resources. And so it would make sense to guard that. Um, But also, I would say, I think a, a lot of women approach marriage with fear because if like you're talking about it ten, 10 years later he decides not to well if you're a good wife and you give him kids and things like that and for some uncontrollable reason he ends up wanting to initiate a divorce like why wouldn't he take care of you is kind of my question i would think that he would you're the mother of his kids you know you're you're you are correct however i think that we have to always be careful in life mm-hmm. and like you should always you know think you never know what can happen um mm-hmm you always have to be careful. Like I work in the Bitcoin space and that's all about like having a backup (laughs) plan. Don't rely on anyone. You know, the government could come and fuck you basically. So like, I'm all about just, you know, survival and protecting yourself and, you know, knowing that you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sarah, uh, one day you're going to meet a man. He's going to sweep you off your feet and he's going to ask you to marry him. And he's going to want you to sign a prenup. I think that if yes a man no. has worked all that time and that mm-hmm. protects his own assets, like if I put myself in his shoes, you know, yeah. I, I would be like, okay, I, I would want someone to sign a prenup too. It yeah. doesn't mean I don't love you. It's like, I just worked the past X amount of years. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I, I'm with her. Like, I don't really know much about prenups either, but I was it's telling great. her earlier, like one of my very dearest friends, she's married. She gave him kids. She was a perfect wife and she's an amazing woman. And he's cheating on her. He's going to leave her. And they, they didn't sign a prenup. So he's trying to like leave her with nothing. And it's like, I, again, I don't know much about prenups. No. Maybe they protect both. Maybe. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Well, but, you, you, bring, you, you bring up a perfect point. You bring up a perfect point. If at any per- point in the relationship, the woman checks out, cheats, you know, wants to move on and she there's no prenup. She could take that dude for all he's fucking worth, mm-hmm. assuming that he's making the money. OK, or well, I won't say all. I'll say half. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of successful guys in my life, older than me, that have been mm-hmm. married for X amount of years, they're paying their women stupid money. Now, granted, they had kids with these women and there's, you know, there's a fair and balanced approach to it. Mm-hmm. I get it. They ain't happy paying 10 grand a month to the ex. I can guarantee you mm-hmm. that. At the same time, uh, I can completely empathize with a woman's perspective where she's like, look, like what Leia said, you want me to give up my career, raise the kids and, you know, dedicate my life to being a housewife or just being a mother which we're happy to do which you're happy to do but you want to go start fucking the maid and like now i'm stuck like chuck and i got a no prenup so the point is this i see both sides of the equation Mm -hmm. most relationships this is a very uncomfortable conversation to have but if you just read the stats right what percentages of marriages last uh 41 of marriages end in divorce Flip a coin whether your marriage works or not. 
60% of second marriages, right. even more, mm-hmm. 73% of third marriages. Based on numbers, you're going to want to protect yourself from a right. man or a woman. That's my friendly advice I think a lot of too. girls look to get married to get that possible alimony or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Exactly. It's, I mean, I've... I had a cocktail hours with girls and I've heard them talk about this and and I think that's gross. I mean, (laughs) marry someone you love or don't get married. Like, don't get married. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to name names. I haven't been naming names this whole show, but I had a very (laughs) uncomfortable conversation with, uh, let's just say, a girl I know who was doing maybe not so nice things to in their relationship. And I said, let me tell you something. Uh, If I'm that dude, your ass is out the fucking door. Peace. What's she Mm -hmm. doing? can't really explain that but just understand that she broke some rules mm-hmm. that i said if i'm that dude pack your shit up bitch mm-hmm. and i straight up said this to her face and she goes well you know what sometimes it's cheaper to keep her <laughs> i said <laughs> and i go and that is why i'll have a fucking prenup okay because i've spent my last 20 something yeah. years working to become a millionaire right. and have money in the bank and that type of attitude <sighs> Yeah, that don't like, do it for me. Baby. My my thing is, I I mean, I don't know the difference between like wealthy or rich, whatever. Um, my husband makes more than enough in in the Midwest for me to stay home and things like that. But it's like if you're in a relationship with that kind of guy and you're doing right by him, I feel like he typically gives you the credit card, no questions asked. And then like if you if you get out of line, he's gonna be like, wait a minute, like give me give me that credit card back. Yes. But you're more than happy to share with a woman who's doing her part. Yeah. There's repercussions yeah. for your actions. All right. Before we move on to the next topic, something I always say, some women out there will turn millionaires into billionaires and some women yeah. will turn millionaires <laughs> into motherfucking broke boys. Okay. Yeah. Choose wisely, mm-hmm. wisely, my friends. Just like every single financial products or, or commodities out there, there's assets and liabilities. Mm-hmm. Get yourself an asset, not a liability. So okay. Uh, we'll open it up to Super Chat at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of money right now. Leah, I'm going to need your expertise on this subject. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into the nuts and bolts of money, let's watch this clip from a comedian you might have heard of by the name of Chris Rock. Okay. Volume, please. Production. And me. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to play. Only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides Okay? When you meet a new girl, what do your friends ask you? What she look like? <laughs> Ladies, when you meet a new guy, what do your friends ask you? What does he do? What the fuck does that <laughs> do that can help you out? Can this motherfucker facilitate a dream or not? Only <laughs> that is so true or false, I love that. Oh, it's so so true. I mean, mm-hmm. as they say, men have to become, women can just be. It's mm-hmm. so so true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's why um, you know, men are shipped off to war. Um, it's why the women and the children are protected first. I think mm-hmm. society, despite you know what feminists say, I think society um values women and children inherently. Um and not men. Men mm-hmm. are disposable to society, mm-hmm. 100%. The Titanic sinking, women and children on the rafts, That's on the so boats. Terrible. Yeah. And then men, oh, you know, God. good luck out there, buddy. Hope I you know. can swim, Leo. <laughs> yeah, completely accurate. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. No, I, Is this accurate or not? 
It's absolutely accurate, and I, I'm okay with it. Like, the world is sexist. You know, there's going to be times where I'm going to be sexually objectified, and then men are going to be reduced to their wallets. That's just what it is to walk in this world as mm-hmm. a man or a woman. But, I mean, I think I'm more okay being cutthroat about it because I'm, I'm willing to do what it takes to make a provider comfortable in providing for me, to make him feel like I'm grateful for him. I mean, I don't know, no, no matter what it takes, but it's hard to stay in love with a broke man. Have you tried? Mm. Have you tried? If you got to go to the food pantry, you're resentful. And this is why... <laughs> Why we do the Sawscast on Valuetainment Money, Resentful. ladies and gentlemen. People say, why do you talk so much about dating right. and relationships? You think money just lives in a fucking vacuum? Yeah. yeah. Okay? It goes hand in hand with relationships. You can't even buy me ramen. I'm supposed to love you. Get out. Damn. I'm sorry. Okay. She's about to get worked up right now. Sarah, you must have some strong feelings on this. Give me something, girl. When Chris Rock says this, is he accurate or no? Yeah. No, I think the pressure on, uh, like on men is um, like a lot. Absolutely. But I, I agree with her. Like You become more feminine when they... When they do that role for you, mm-hmm. but but I mean like for all that pressure to be put on them and their worth, no, I, I think yeah. that's gotta be hard. Listen, uh, women are judged on their beauty, yeah. and I'm gonna be very clear with my words here. Mm-hmm. That's external beauty and internal beauty. That's okay. Correct. Now it's not just the looks. Believe me, I've grown up in Miami South Beach. There's supermodels <laughs> that I hung out with where I'm like, you are very ugly on the inside, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's nice sweet girls where I'm like, you are adorable inside and out. And there's a major difference, okay? Um, men, yes, you know, look good, feel good, work out, whatever. But money and status and income and wealth and all that is paramount mm-hmm. to a man in a relationship, okay? Because you can show me the hottest dude in the world. I, ask this, I love asking these questions to women. This is like one of the first questions I ever did when we started the show. And I'd ask these questions to all the girls I know in South Beach. A or B answer. Don't give me some bullshit ass. Well, can this guy? No. You can either be with a hot ass dude who's broke and lives with his parents. Broke. Can't keep a job. Hurting. Hot though. Okay? Or a rich ass dude. Life is good. You don't have to do shit. Life is great. You're driving whatever car, house, shop, whatever. But he's gross. Like he's not good looking. It's kind of he's kind of sloppy. Who are you picking? And I watch women's mind melt, and they're like, "But like, can the can the good looking guy have money?" No. Rich and sloppy, good looking and broke. No, I pick neither. No. So this is what women try to do. I don't want to pick it either. Yes. You don't want to either. No, okay. like just just you know, date a man. I know you 50s. don't want to pick, but you have to pick one. If I ha- I'm Guys, this isn't real life. Yeah. This isn't to. real life. Know, like, nobody old, has a gun to your head. I'm just trying to think. For like, the sake of this conversation, pick one. I'm trying to think. Like, do I care about the bedroom? Do I care about my offspring? I feel like I probably care about the bedroom. So I guess I'll go for the hot guy. But I'm just shallow. I guess I don't know. Okay. Well, I appreciate I the honesty. I, I By the way, to. you're married to Ted. Oh, Tom. Tom, Tom you're married Tom. to Tom. Yeah. So you're still married to Tom. This is a hypothetical. Yeah. It ain't true. No, I We're know. Good. Yeah. Leia, go. I have no idea. Pick one, Leia. They both sound terrible. I know. That's why we're asking. They both sound terrible. Six pack or six figures, what you got? Mm. Okay, because they both sound terrible, I'll take the six pack. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Okay, Sarah. Are you in love with them both? No. no, You you don't don't love them, but there's no love involved. One, uh, listen, you one, see how wait, girls wait, wait. try to qualify Cause, cause everything no, they can't listen. just give an answer one makes you no, one this makes you want to throw up one makes you want to throw up and the other but one but you're throwing up in a palace right the one, other one gets you wet but you're at his parents house so if there's no love involved then it's the same amount of emotion for both yeah. right yes. yep. it's an obvious that you would go for the wealth 
If you're there's no <laughs> love involved, there's no love involved. Yeah, but yeah, but like one makes you want to throw up, and then the other one makes you just you're like throwing blush. up in a Rolls Royce. I'll throw up, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I nah, can't help who's it. your pick? That's a hard one. Um, I would pick. It's just cringy to think about. I would pick. <laughs> can I skip this? No, you have to answer. Uh, so a rich gross guy or a I can't hot... believe we have to ask the question again. This is right. what the guy's so gentlemen, sorry. this is a how hot guy at home. Uh, yes. Think about who you've picked in the past. Like we've all probably done it. You know what I mean? I mean, I've dated okay. a broke guy. But like <laughs> was that hot. was fucking horrible. Yes. Like that was traumatizing. <laughs> Who's your pick, young lady? Wait, cuz he was broke or cuz he was just a piece of shit? Um, I think <laughs> both. It, oh, okay. Um I would pick my heart's racing. I don't know. I would pick maybe. Just pick the six pack. I. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would pick the six pack and then try and get him to you know, get <laughs> stuff together. Oh but but, but I would pick the old yes. man if he's like about to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, just secure the bag and then find me a real one. By the way, what if he go. got a prenup? Uh, I would sign it. <laughs> I would not sign that. Exactly. <laughs> like I want you, gross. gentlemen, out there to realize how much these women struggled to just pick a hypothetical answer to this because question. But if it was love involved, I could make that hot guy You have okay. to paint the now, picture. Ask me that same question, but just change it to women. Okay, Go. would oh, you pick easy. a gross, rich yes. lady, yes. or would you pick, oh, well, you're going to pick Go. the hot Keep, girl with no job. Come here, you broke bitch. You're living yeah, with me now. Because We're good. But you're the provider. That's the difference between men and women. Okay. Oh, my God. Because not only would I do it, I've already done it. Okay. I've yeah, attracted women. You're, li- you're living with me now. Okay. Let, let me match make but, you, Adam. Let me try. <laughs> Thank you. I'm yeah. good. But the point is this. That was so You cringy. saw how quickly I answered that, and most right. men would answer the same. Yeah. yeah. You well, girls are different. doing no, 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 acrobatics no. in your head. Because totally the habits different. of a guy what? that lives yeah. at home Can and he's out with his parents are disgusting. No. A guy that's like lazy, like I just, I can be I need to give you the equivalent scenario, okay? Would you rather a beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous 20 year old woman, right? She's so gorgeous, right? She has a kid. Or would you like the 35-year-old woman who has no children but is also still really, really gorgeous? And is also and is ready to comply with you and is ready to, you know, go Good actually question. older. Let's go a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. You are what? Give them like 40, yeah, let's go older. Yeah, let's, 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 let's go, like go older. Let, no, let's go 39. Let's go 39, right? I have give us a 45 year old. Well, lady. I, my answer is easy. I want to have kids. So if the 39 year old can't give me kids, then. Mm-hmm. I'm no, good. she can. My mom was 38 yeah. when I was born. No, no, so let's no, no. say 38. I'm not starting a relationship with a 39 year old. Okay. <laughs> no, no, if I, if you fair. went to high school the you same fucking that. time I was in mm-hmm. high school, you could be my friend, you could be my mm-hmm. pen pal. We ain't dating. I'm but sorry. I, I think there's a reason that we, we gave the answers that we did. I mean, for the yeah. for the six pack ladies and things like that. I you know, I was in a long term committed relationship with someone where I wasn't physically attracted to them at all. And it was like waking up every day and being reminded that I'm slowly dying. So like, yeah, I'd rather go for the guy that throws. <laughs> yeah, but you me. can just take the car baby and disappear. Well, okay. I'm just talking about like the the whole you know five minutes of alpha trumps five years of beta that's oh true God. like i want to feel alive not like i'm dying i feel like I'm rolo sorry. is in the room with us right now i feel like rolo is in the uh, like- I know. <laughs> hey, Shout out to rolo. all right real quick uh let's talk a little bit of money and then we'll move mm-hmm. on to the final topics of the day um let's pull up this article leia i'm gonna use your expertise in the bitcoin space sure being from the uk yeah what the hell's going on with the pound mm. uh nfts so let me kind of set you up and then you just go, okay? Okay. Um, 
Number one, how about this is on valuetainment.com. By the way, we've got an amazing website with an amazing articles with amazing writers. Yes. Shout out to our Please team over there. Please connect to that community. We've Check got it out. Stuff Who wrote this article, by the way? Uh, this is by Mr. Tom Zenner. Tom Zenner. Zenner. Ooh, Bomb Zenner. Came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So how bad are the world's economies right now? Well, Bitcoin is actually looking solid in comparison. Let me take a look at what's going on in the market right now. This is going to take three seconds. Bing, bing, bing. It's probably at what, like Because Bitcoin is not looking as unstable. Stock market is now under 30,000 for the first time in a few years, okay? The S&P is uh, uh, almost 3,600, not good. NASDAQ's down. Uh, Russell 2000, everything's down. Bitcoin is still hovering around 20 grand, okay? Yeah. Um, things up, aren't good. It's up 6.3% the past seven days and getting closer to that the 20. Yeah, I mean, it's been around 20 for, it's been, that's not a, good, a great number for Bitcoin, especially since it was near 70 less than a year ago. All right, so, and then on top of that, go to the next article. We can pull this up real quick yeah. about NFTs. Mm -hmm. oh. How about to all of our NFT friends out there? I saw Patrick. NFT Moses. frenzy fizzles as okay. trading volumes collapse. Ninety-seven mm. percent. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's meaning like you had a hundred dollars. Yeah. Now you got three dollars. Good. That's how that works. Okay. Uh, and then you know I used to um, have a lady friend that lived in the UK, and when I would go there, it wasn't exactly easy to pay for things because the pound was basically double the dollar. Um, oh, we can turn that off. I don't know what's playing. No. I don't know what's going on. Something's playing in the back. And it's not me. Guys, kill the volume. Production team, kill the volume. There's something playing. Is it your phone? That was my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's a ghost in it. Okay. That's it. Checking the stock market. No, no Sorry about gets, that, guys. Nobody gets fired today. Nobody gets fired. Production Jorge, team. I'm looking right at you, bro. You almost got the... We love you, Anyway, Leia. Leia, make some sense of what's going on with Bitcoin, with the dollar, with the pound, with okay. NFTs. If you can just give us kind of like a two-minute, high-level, understand, go for it. Lay it. Oh, my God. There's so many questions. You okay. wrote a book called Undressing Bitcoin. What, what, so okay, get what, what, wait, wait, wait. What do you want to know specifically? Bitcoin or the pound? Like, I want to know Bitcoin and crypto and NFTs. Minute. Dollar. Market. Pound. Another minute. You got this. Okay, so Bitcoin right now obviously is massively down. It's down from um, its high of uh, $69,000, which was um, back in November last year. So... Um, I'm still very bullish on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is um, the only asset right now which looks interesting to me. There's a limited supply, which is very important because the reason that we're in this mess right now is because they were printing endless amounts of money. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. Um, with regards to um, where the market could be going, um, I look at history. So the last bull market, we saw um, a correction of 80%. So we saw it from $20,000 down to $3,000. That's 80%. So if I was to use that and predict what the bottom of this market could be, I would say if the high is 69K, it would come down to around $13,600. However, globally, things are a massive mess right now. There's still a war going on um, in Europe with Russia and Ukraine. Um, we're seeing endless, uh, endless amounts of money still being printed. We now have an energy crisis, which means that, that like things are very bad, basically. Inflation is going crazy. So I would expect more Black Swan events to potentially bring Bitcoin even lower, um, maybe around $10,000. But these are amazing buying opportunities. 100%. I'll be buying at this level. Um, you want me to go on to the pound now? Yeah, yeah what's going pound. on with the pound? Okay, so the pound, like the euro, um, is absolutely crashing against the dollar. So usually the pound is at like, I think like one pound would buy you $1.30. Now one pound will, will buy you almost a dollar, which is absolutely insane. Um, and again, this is because they are, this is because they are, um, 
the uh, the Federal Reserve is increasing interest rates. So that strengthens the dollar. That's quantitative tightening, kind of reversing what they previously did. Um, and that that's what's happening. Everything is artificially induced. The energy crisis, everything in the UK as a result, they're printing more money to try fix the issue which printing money did, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which printing money caused. So it's a mess right now. I really expect that the euro, the pound and the dollar will all hit one for one. And then we all, this is my conspiracy theorist now, we all get onto one global currency, which is the dollar. So now we're all on one uh, global currency. And once uh, we're all on the same currency, remember if you control the money, you control the world. We now have one central bank which controls the entire world. Um, and then they crash the dollar. So they fuck us all basically and move us onto something called a central bank digital That's currency. That's I was just going to go if they're going to go to the CDC as well. CBDC. Yeah. So central bank digital currency. So this is basically, um, it's like a cryptocurrency, but, it, but it's not because um, it's going to be entirely centralized, probably the Fed if it becomes the dollar. Um, it'll be entirely centralized, which means that um, they can completely control the money. They can program it. So if for whatever reason you hold the wrong opinion, you say the wrong thing on social media, you become an Andrew Tate, whatever it is, um, it's much easier to shun you from society because they can control your money. So mm-hmm. they can program it. Sorry, Andrew, you know, you're too masculine for us. You're too toxic. We'll just program your money so you can't get that flight back to Romania. You can't get that flight wherever it is. Um, that's basically what they're doing. So that's my overall take. And that's why I'm forever bullish on Bitcoin because the money is non-confiscatable. So if you don't get your vaccine, it doesn't matter. We won't confiscate your money like Justin Trudeau did, uh, the tyranny in Canada, uh, the, the tyrant of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, Bitcoin's non-confiscatable, limited supply, decentralized, so they can't uh, switch the network and on and And tell people again. what happened in Cyprus, you know, in Cyprus, in Cyprus, you, in 2013, you had the Cypriot haircut, which was basically um, because the they needed to bail out the second largest bank in Cyprus. In order to do that, um, they basically confiscated the money of people who had over a hundred thousand euros in the bank. I think they confiscated around forty, around forty-five or maybe forty-seven and a half percent. I can't fully remember the number um, of their money. So people woke up one day to have their money gone because those at the top made terrible calls. Um, they, the, the second largest bank needed to be bailed out. And so people had to pay for it. And that is disgusting. They confiscated their money. Money is the fuel. Um, sorry, money is the energy which fuels your life. Without freedom of money, you have freedom of nothing. So that's why I'm forever bullish on Bitcoin. Um, and I definitely think it's going to go back up um, when the bull run hits. And I think that will be from 2024 onwards after the halving event. That's what I keep hearing, 2024. Yeah, By yeah. the way... If you like what Leia had to say, give her just a freaking round of applause on the internet and subscribe to her channel, which is down there uh, below the Leia Halpern channel. Heilpern. You try so hard and you never I know, get it. I try to do the accent. Heilpern. You know, I've got things You're with the cool. Heilpern. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Me um, too, but I'm carrying it through, you know. I'm doing all right. We're good. <laughs> anyway, give her, give her a shout out. Show her some love. She knows what she's talking about. Um, but it's very, you know, it's one of those things where I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just definitely, I'm more of a skeptic of anything. But if you see what's, if you've seen what's happened with Andrew Tate, if you've seen what's happened with these Canadian truckers, if you've seen some of these stories, you know, mm-hmm. they're only conspiracy theories until you, they start to happen. Mm-hmm. They're spoiler and alerts. Yeah. They're spoiler yep. alerts. I, I prefer the term psychic as opposed to conspiracy theorist. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, psychics also kind of have a bad name. If yeah, you know. I Miss know. Cleo. Miss Cleo. Um, awesome. Thank you for that. Anyway, guys, we're about, about, I don't know, maybe we go 10 more minutes, a couple more stories. I appreciate that. Uh, this is a story that we've talked about, talked about, talking about, about yes. for like a month now. Good time. And I actually think it's a decent time. You know, we're in the money, in the money game right now. So if you guys want to understand money a little bit better, basic money stuff, not... Um, 
you know, <laughs> high-end NFTs, cryptos, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. Here's something that we wrote here on the article on valuetainment.com. If we can scroll down so that people can see it, they're basically saying there are seven money personality types. So I'd love to play a game. Ooh. I'd love to see what you ladies think you are. And you guys in the audience, as I read these out, let us know in the chat. Oh, I'm a number two. Oh, I'm a number four. Oh, I'm a number seven. I'd like to know sort of if there's a uniformity out there. And be honest. Don't bullshit us, okay? We'll find you, okay? Gideon will go find them. We know. I'm sure you will. You probably watching <laughs> All right, now. So here are, the, here are the seven personality types, uh, and you can find out in more detail um, on valuetainment.com. All right, number one is the compulsive saver, okay? This is a person who's saving and saving and saving and saving and saving. They don't like to spend. By the way, uh, not so much a bad thing. Almost half, 45% of Americans have nothing in their bank accounts. 25% of less than 1000 bucks. So you know how I feel about this. Save that money. Number two is the, the compulsive spender. They keep spending even if they're in debt. Spend, 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 spend with no mind for actually their fiscal solventness. Okay, so that's number two. Number one, the saver. Number two, the spender. Number three is the compulsive moneymaker. They're driven to earn more money. Uh, it's debatable whether money makes you happy or not, um, but that's the uh, compulsive moneymaker. Number four is the person who's indifferent to money. A lot of times these people are well off. Their parents pay their bills. They've kind of been born with a golden spoon or silver spoon, either one, um, but they're not an earner or a doer, Okay. And that can get very ugly uh, if you end up losing some of that money, okay? Number five is the worrier. The worrier is in a constant state of panic, anxiety, and stress regarding money. Is that you? Um, they're constantly worrying. They're a worry ward. You've heard that. Number six is the saver splurger, meaning they save, 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 blow it all on a trip. Save, 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 go buy a purse, all right? So that doesn't really tend to end well for people that save, 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 spend, because there's always going to be something that happens in your life that you ran out of money. And number seven is the gambler, okay? These are people who are like day traders type of thing. They go through extreme highs and lows. Um, they get rich quick, but then they lose it all, okay? So think of a casino, think of day traders. A um, lot of wins, a lot of losses, okay? Um, and then it gets really crazy, and the worst of it is that when it gets out of control and they tap into, let's say, retirement savings, um, or a kid's college fund. It gets very ugly. So, ladies, and I'll go last, okay? And by the way, you might say, well, I'm definitely that and a little bit of this. So I'll give you that. But you can only pick two, okay? You can say this is number one and this is number two to me. Um, of these seven money personality types, which one do you identify with the most? Leah Heilpern. Woo, you got it. Um, so I'm definitely the saver. I think that's just like the the, the, the woman, the feminine in me. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm also a warrior. Um, I don't lack the confidence to make money. So that's why I'm like not so much the warrior, but I definitely worry mm -hmm. about like financials. I'm always I'm always in preparation mode. I'm always thinking ahead. And that's why I'm in crypto. I'm always thinking ahead, but I'm, I'm the saver. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So you're the saver and the warrior. So you're a one and you're a five. Um, Allie. Mm -hmm. Which one are you of these seven? 
I'm pretty far removed from money right now. Just like the state of my marriage. It's like, I, I don't even know how money works anymore. Okay. But, so you're number four. You're indifferent. Um, I know. I don't think I'm that, indi- I would say like, I'm the gambler cause I like to live my life high risk, high reward. Sometimes I make pitches to my husband. I'm like, okay. Hey, if we spend this amount of money, this might benefit my channel. What do you think? And if he thinks that it's worth it, I mean, we're pretty much willing to, to spend what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I know that. And then I would say on the flip side, I do compulsively tend to buy coffee. So I would say <laughs> the gambler and the compulsive spender. By the way, have you done the math? How often do you buy coffee? Oh, no. I don't like to, I don't like to think about it. Allie, it's we're like, going to have an intervention <laughs> now. All right, all right. How often do you buy coffee? We'll, we'll do every other day, and it's okay. $5 a cup. So probably. that's $15 a week. Yeah. Have you done the math on that? It gets worse the more you multiply it through the year. (laughs) Anyway, do the math on it. We won't. We'll we'll spare you. It's like several hundred a month. It's like it's a problem. I'm like, oh, why? It's rent. You see, all right. Well, so you're the gambler, and uh, you spend it on the coffee. You know, there's worse things you could spend on. Mm. Sarah, of these seven money personality types, which one are you? I'd say the saver splurger, but not so much as not so much in the splurge. Okay. Like I don't go on like binge splurges. Save, 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 save. It's spend a little bit. Yeah, I'd okay. say that. That's me. Yeah, I know that's you also. That's me too. Save, 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 yeah, save. Yeah, I'll save, save, save. But if like, something especially if I'm love. doing something for somebody, I'll yes. splurge. I'll splurge. Got it. But I'm I do save. Yeah, I'll you know. Oh, I want to be. I feel like I'm a bit of a splurger yeah. actually. Like, like you do have a nice. Think bag. about it. Like you save your money, love. but like if you find a reason to like drop. A good amount of money on something, yes. like you'll drop it. I'm taking yeah. my family for dinner tonight. That makes See, me a bit of there you go. That's I think nice. you're a yeah. saver. No, that's merger, you being sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's you okay. being sweet. I think that's a happy nice. medium. Now I want my man to be not that, but um, yeah. Yeah. all right. Well, I am me. definitely. Adam, what are you? I am 100 number three, the compulsive money maker. I'm yes. just trying to make that motherfucking money and make, 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 <laughs> stack, 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 stack. And then obviously my brand is save that money. Uh huh. So um, I've been very good saving money, but um. I always say that every, everyone has the same big three expenses. I'm going to go on a little rant over here. Everyone has a budget. Everyone has the needs to have a game plan for their yeah. money. There's offense and defense, just like in sports. And the better your offense, you know, the, the worse your defense can be. And the worse your offense, the better your defense needs to be. So I, had, I tend to have a very high offense and a very good defense. So that has enabled me to save a lot of money. Um, but I will say that I'd rather have um, a good offense and learn the defense stop limiting your expenses then being capped at a certain amount and then having a good defense so if you make 250 grand a year as an example and you have a spending problem it's a lot easier to mm-hmm. fix your spendings then all right i make 50 grand a year but i i'm a great i'm great at defense limiting your expenses uh it's hard to get that so mm-hmm. Just understanding that these basic concepts are out there, understanding where you're at with money. The reason that I started the show is because I was, I don't know, uh, like seven years ago when I was all up in the club in South Beach and I was starting (laughs) to make some serious money and I was hanging out with all these like, you know, shout out to live in South Beach, like party girls. And these girls would walk away with thousands of dollars in one night. They make all this money. And then boom, they'd go just drop it all at Mykonos. And I would have all these kind. I was friends with all these girls. I was like, you do realize that you can't always work in the club. You're not Mm -hmm. always going to make this money. Mm -hmm. And if you're making, let's say, over 100 grand a year cash, keep in mind, I don't know about taxes, um, Mm -hmm. why don't you take like five grand of it and put in a Roth IRA? They're like, what's that? I'm like, just read this. (laughs) Read this. I'm like, (laughs) do you need like 18 pairs of Louis Vuittons? I love Louis. Mm -hmm. 
you know and like I, I was just trying to encourage these girls and my boys are like dude stop trying to be Captain Save-A-Ho like it's not like Captain mm-hmm. Save-A-Ho like, get him I a love that word. Okay. get him a yeah, game like I'm just like so that's how I was like alright let me start talking to people with a little more common mm-hmm. sense but understanding where you're at with money understanding having a game plan for your money understanding the difference between an earner a spender a saver it's very important so save that money um, by the way what would you rather date of all these mm. um, the compulsive money maker <laughs> okay yeah Wink. Um, go ahead. No, same thing. Compulsive money maker. Like, if you have an itch to make some money, please go ahead, scratch <laughs> it. Yeah. Sarah. I think the same, but I think that shows drive and ambition yes. okay. and you know passion for what you do beyond just the money. I mean, that's it all. Got it. You have to Earn love it. what you do to make that money. Got right. It. Nat. Mm-hmm. Uh, money maker. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So lessons, gentlemen. <laughs> These girls Be haven't agreed maker. on one thing all day love it. other than, yeah, they want the money maker. Now you know why we do the show on Valuetainment Money and we talk about finance and romance because it's, it's all qualities intertwined, that baby. make the money maker. It's can i just add something though yes ma'am something which is really interesting um so so growing up my mom always used to like check like the the the, the cents or like the pennies like if mm-hmm. this is like oh it's like one pound 50 as opposed to one pound 25 so my mom would always go for something which is one pound 25 as opposed to one pound 50 right and i think that's a really bad mindset which has been ingrained in me i said i was the saver right it's a really bad mindset so now when i'm when i'm shopping i'm like get the one you want okay it's an extra couple cents get the one you want Mm -hmm. and that like ingrains a mindset of abundance Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. yes it is of course good to like cut back if like you're going a bit crazy but also have a mindset of like okay, I want to live this quality of life. Okay, so I'm going to now have to make more rather than cut back to live yeah. within your means. Mm-hmm. So that's a new mindset, which I'm like taking on. And my brother and I, we like, we talk a lot and we're like, oh my God, yeah, mom really did, you know, say, oh, that's 5p for a bag, not getting a plastic bag because you're making me pay five pence for it. No, like pay five pence for a damn bloody bag. Go make mm-hmm. more money. It's a Got new it. mindset. For our friends in America, pence are cents, okay? Yeah, yeah pence are cents. And cents. quid is dollar. Quid is dollar. That's All right, quid. listen, we're, we're, we're crossing borders Did you know quid was dollar? Or did I tell you that one recently you didn't know what I quid know was. quid was, you know dollar, quid was you're not the first British girl I've met no I've told oh yeah but I told somebody recently what that quid is dollar and they no. didn't know that I didn't do you know what a no, cigarette is in in the UK do you know what a fag is in the UK a, a cigarette. cigarette yes really yeah, yeah it's like do you have a Don't spare fag mate do you have a fag no. oh you've got a anyway. spare fag for us Le- no, anyway last story all right let's take this thing out here last story unfortunately we can't get to a couple things that I wanted to discuss um we're gonna go someplace else. This okay. is okay. Oh, okay. Um, you've already kind of expressed how to land a man. Okay, we did have a clip of yours, mm-hmm. but I want to get to this clip um, of Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. Okay, <gasps> I love her, Candace. If you're okay. watching, please email. Okay, me. so now Mel, she's gonna end up watching this clip. I love her. Please email me. Okay. <laughs> Candace, you've got some fans. So basically, um, she talks about this concept of go make your man a sandwich. Okay, yeah. should a woman go make her man a sandwich? Go make your man a sandwich. Go ahead, Candace Owens. What are your thoughts? Something that women say to me all the time. Why don't you make your husband a sandwich? Okay. Is he hungry? Does he want a sandwich? <laughs> like, he, he, did he say something? I make my oh. husband food the last four nights. I've made my husband dinner. Like, I don't understand this weird maker. Like, they, they're trying to shame women for taking care of their families. Like, 
that is another element of feminism that I cannot stand. There's it's an attack on family and these things that work. It, it works. Right. Men are biologically unable to have children. So the aspiration to climb a ladder forever to wake up every single day and and not have to worry about being pregnant for nine months. I mean, that makes sense. We're, we're different creatures, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's like a troll, though. No, it's like all you're good for is like, yo, make me something to eat. No, they that whole concept came from rabid feminists. Like there was something wrong with being in the kitchen, right? Oh, okay. And this was sort of this push of women get out of the home and go to work, which has made so many women miserable. So many women miserable. Something that women say to me all the time. Okay, got it. Um, we talked about corrections and overcorrections. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a song that came out uh, in 1980, the Dolly Parton song, Working Nine to Five, oh, yeah. What a Way to. Mm -hmm. And all these women wanted to do was work yeah. because there was a yearning to get out of the kitchen. You know, we've seen the show Mad Men and women were disrespected, all that. So a correction was needed. All right, let's let these women work. But now an overcorrection is sort of in need where it's like women are like, I got to get out of this freaking workplace over here. Let me just go be a housewife or be a loving mother or being a, a, a loving um, wife. So... Mm -hmm. um, so the, the con so I think this is really just a metaphor for the concept of feminism and what's wrong with feminism and what's wrong with being a housewife and you know you're talking mm -hmm. about a very smart opinionated capable woman Candace Owens I think we can all agree with that whether you agree with her politically or not she's yeah she's amazing she's she's pretty uh, she's kind of got it going on, but still, she's like, "Yeah, I'll make me." Is he even hungry? Like, <laughs> I think that's funny. Like, if he, so if like, yeah, if he like, wants to, yeah, if he's hungry, I'll make him a sandwich. But uh, the bigger question here is this, you know, concept of feminism and the overcorrection that is probably needed in society. So, Allie, as a proud housewife and as okay. a proud anti-feminist, right. what about feminism uh, bothers you the most, and what's the biggest lie that's being told to women? I honestly think that just feminism just cripples women because there is this whole other sector of womanhood from an economic standpoint that you can pursue outside of an education. And that's something that frustrates me, you know, in hindsight, now that I've cracked the code. Oh, wait a minute. If I stay relatively thin and cooperative, you mean that I have the potential to marry a man that can take care of me? I, I wish that was something that I had known sooner. I wish that I didn't feel so crummy in undergrad when people ask, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, honestly, I just want to be a mom because and I'm about to sound real gold diggerish, but I want to make it abundantly clear I am willing to do whatever my husband asks of me. I, I very rarely tell him no. Like, y'all can find him, email him, DM him. Mm. So I made more the day that I got married than if I had decided to pursue a PhD and take that career path for a decade. And that to me is like, well, why wouldn't I do that? And then I get to do something that makes me happy because to me, my my dream, and I think other women might feel like this too. And if you feel like that, then you know it's okay. My dream is more so to make other people's dreams happen like my husband's dreams or my kid's dreams. That to me is success. And I'd rather take that career path and I can do that just staying home and taking care of people. And I, I think that that is so sad that young women are walking around and they don't know that that's an option for them. And the other lie that feminism says is that it's, you know, um, you have all the time in the world to get pregnant when in reality it's, it can be a challenge for a third of couples to get pregnant, but it's not just a challenge to get pregnant. It's a challenge to stay pregnant. So if you look at life beginning at conception, about 70 to 75% of pregnancies end up in spontaneous abortions. So your body just rejects whatever bad DNA replication occurred, right? Very, very tiny. Women can be pregnant for like three days. They wouldn't know because the baby just never comes to fruition if they're mm. even fertile. So women think that they have this excess amount of time. In reality, if you want your best bet in a man, 
or you want the hot guy who makes a decent amount of money, you have from 18 to 28 to really lock that down. So I'll, I'll get, you know, some skepticism about, well, what if this happens to your husband? What if that happens to your husband? Honestly, I have dual mating strategy with my husband. I have hypergamy to the max. I'm, I'm so grateful. Like, I think he's hot and he financially takes care of me. I don't want anything else. And girls, I mean do it do it at 24 like screw it marry your professor what do you have to lose <laughs> like, what, do you, what do you have to lose marry your doctor Allie's about to get a lot of uh, professors in trouble over there you but know I, I love how um yeah how all in you are on this oh yeah sarah, adam is single mm. that's true um sarah uh a you're gonna make your man a sandwich I'm Italian. Yeah. Yes. Make him pasta. Yes. I, I, I'm completely fine with taking care of a man. Okay. That, that's just, that's that's being a partner. I think that feminism maybe makes women feel bad about that, but that's just like, that's human nature to want to take care of someone. Whether they're paying all the bills or you just love them, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you cook for them? How often have you had conversations with women that are like, oh, I'm not fucking going to make no man a sandwich. I'm not, I'm too good for that. Like you're saying you have that Italian motherly nature in you. Rarely, um, but do you ever like butt heads with other women have conflicting not about, ideology? Not about that. About yeah. other things, what? maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't really think of anything off the top of the head. But like, n- not about cooking necessarily. But like, I do. I, I agree with what she said. Like, feminism does. As much as I want, like everyone should just do what they want to be able to right. do. What they what mm-hmm. they love to do. Like, there was a survey I took in college, and it was like, if you asked a woman if she really wanted to be a housewife, would you be happy working X amount of years? And they'd be like, no. And then you asked her the flip side, and she'd be like, yes. And did vice versa. People just are going to be happier in the role that they want to be in. Mm-hmm. You should just mm-hmm. let people do whatever they want to do. But like taking care of your man to make that to shame women for doing that mm-hmm. that's wrong gotcha respect all right Leia. final word before we wrap up i would be more you're gonna than... make some man a sandwich one day or what yes it would bring me all the joy in the world to cook for my husband um i'm more than happy to <laughs> what are you saying um, about british people don't cook well well i'm on the british baking show <laughs> i've recently learned some extra cooking skills i've a- I actually hired someone to help me um like in the kitchen and stuff so now my cooking skills are really really good um, but, but what i'll say um about all of that is um i actually don't think like women are happiest being entrepreneurs and being in the workplace i really mm-hmm. do think they are happiest um and i don't not at home i mean they are happiest when they're in their feminine energy which means being taken care of but also taking care of her husband supporting her husband taking care of children being nurturing i think that's where women are most happiest and actually um sometimes it takes getting much older and experiencing all of it to realize like i saw someone doing some street interviews about like about this topic and all these young women were like no i want a career i want a career it was it was all the older women that had done it <laughs> mm-hmm. that turned around and was like no i want a rich man to take care of me mm-hmm. what's crazy is i when the when we did the uh, interview with tate in madrid I said, you know, you're getting a lot of pushback from 21-year-old women. And by the way, it's natural. You've been school all your life. I would when you've I was been, 21. Okay, that's my point. Like, it's natural. Like, you're, the people pushing back are, you've been in school all your life. You're in college. You've been gra- trying to get grades. You're trying to get your first job. You got your first job. You're working. And now someone tells you to get back in the kitchen. Sorry, buddy. But as life goes on a little bit more and you mm-hmm. start to have relationships mm-hmm. and you maybe have kids and you see how it is. I said, Tate, let me ask you, bro why don't you sit down with a group of 80-year-old women and They'll see what they him. have to say? They'll love him. And he'd be like, that's a great <laughs> idea, mate. And I was like, bingo, you know, I'm taking 10% as your agent only. Yeah. So I'd love to see if that happens. Let me know if what you guys think that's a good idea. Um, guys, That's we've reached the end of the show. This has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do here at the end 
uh, before Natalia gives the final super chat. No questions, just comments. Before we do that, uh, we have a segment of the show which is called The Happy Ending. Um, so The Happy Ending, for all the you dirty-minded people <laughs> out there, that's not what this is. So leave us with something happy, with something positive, and what you would like the people at home to take away from you being on the show today. Leah Heilpern, would you like to go first? Oh my God, sure. I had an argument with my brother before I came here, so I'm not feeling super positive, but okay. Um, Gideon, we're sorry, bro. Okay, um, what do I want to take away? Um, Look, like, I think nobody's coming to save you but you. Um, Ultimately, it's men that are watching. um, And I think men have so much potential in this world um, when it comes to controlling their value and how the world perceives them. So what? Work hard. You'll feel better for it. The the world will respect you more. um, And I think, like... You can, you know, you can run the world when you're a high value man. And I think you're, as men, you're, you are in control of that value. So work hard and yeah, just go grab the world. You you have all the power to do it. Be like Trump and go grab the world (laughs) by the horns. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Pause. Allie, by the way, shout out to Allie. If you have not subscribed to the real Femme Sapien on YouTube, you just hit over 100K on YouTube. Respect, congrats. And that's from a housewife who basically brings in one eighth of the income. Mm -hmm. Respect to you. Final words, Allie. Oh, goodness. I would say. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Women, (laughs) Women, the world is your oyster. And if you focus and are logistical about dating, you have from 18 to 28 to get a guy that is physically attractive and could be ambitious or is already self-made. You can date as old as you would like, as old as you think is sexy, or as, as young as you would like, but be practical. If you're going to date a man, if you're in your 20s as a woman, you're going to be with a man in your 20s. Make sure he's ambitious because uh, and, and be prepared to take the sacrifices. You're not going to be broke forever. 35 could be looking real sweet for you. Your man could probably fly you out wherever you want to mm-hmm. go. Family vacations, just have some patience, but embrace that small window and just do your best. And I'm telling you, it... it it's probably going to be a really amazing, awesome feeling if you get the optimal mate that you desire and you get to hold his baby on your chest. I think that is something very special and very divine. And women, we are capable of it if we decide to be wise about dating. Love that. And I'll tell you why. Because um, firsthand experience, I was 25. I was a broke club promoter, stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. South Beach. Sure. Gave that up to double down on getting a career. Ten years later, I mm-hmm. became a millionaire. So ah, like you, you can figure things out just because where you're at in life mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. in your early 20s doesn't mean as a man that's not that where you're going to end up oh, yeah. by 35, 40. Oh, quick, quick it takes note. Lo- it takes longer for a guy. Mm-hmm. Quick note. Some girl fumbled that plague because I'm sure some girl could have had you at 25, been married this whole time. She missed out on the millions. So be smart. No. You know who you are, bitch. I'll fuck. No. <laughs> I totally care. Um, Sarah, what would you like people to to a mix um, of what you guys said? Just like the world is your oyster, you can do whatever you want. Where you are at that moment in life is not where you're going to be forever. Just have goals and ambitions and keep trying. And you know, yeah, that's what I would say. I love it. And where can we find you on uh, TikTok gaming? What do we got? Gigabunny, yeah. Gigabunny, giggity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Natalia, by the way, uh, you know, I feel like after a couple more shots, you'd actually get an, an even more wiser. So keep drinking is what I'm saying. 
<laughs> Natalia, yes. take us home, baby. What yes. do we got? What do the people need to know? Uh, my closing message is um, actually, shout out to my dad. I'll give this closing message. He said, The worst thing in life is to be going through the best moments and not realize it. Aww. That is a very big statement I like to live by. So just be mindful of what we do here is we really give you guys a lot of value when it comes to money, relationship, lifestyle. And um, it's to put you guys in a place in your life where you need to be 100% present. So be present, you know, do things to get clear in the things that you want. Um, and uh, I hope you guys find value with the the interviews and the podcasts and the content we give here because we really want to um, give back to the world. Um, so that's my kind of closing message. We do have a few super chats that I will read. Um, uh, first, we have a from Pat Stedman, Polished Passport. Um, he said, the web NFT accounts I follow on Twitter, many of these people sound like a cult, like they need uh, <laughs> metaverse promises to become real and maybe their life will have more meaning. Am I the only one getting that impression? Um, and then we have another one that says, I love Allie. There's a reason why most men are drooling over her. It's not just that she's beautiful. It's her mindset. Um, and I have married. And I'm married and miserable. Oh. Sorry to hear oh, that. Jesus. Um, and then Wait, hold on, pause right there. He's okay. married, miserable. Who? Do you, what type of woman do you think he's married to? Uh, probably what he deserved. You know, hypergamy is real. Oh, Hyper- Look, man, he's I- confessing his love to you, Ali. <laughs> no, hypergamy is real. Heart. Average guys are losing. I'm telling you. I mean, be yes. better for yourself as men. But yes. I'm like, you know. The minority of marriages are happy marriages. Increase your status, gentlemen. Go Mm -hmm. ahead. Um, And then we have another one. It says, uh, why are women afraid to date men who have custody of their kids when women would easily jump into a relationship if they have custody of their kids? That was a comment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have one more. Uh, Is there is uh, is there one question you would ask a higher power and guarantee the answer? What would you ask? That was from Nathaniel. Um, but we can probably answer that in our next yeah, gathering maybe we'll do together. That tomorrow. Um, and I do want to just let everybody know that we have on, we have 84,000 subscribers. We yeah. are wow. almost at 100,000. So go. make sure you guys subscribe to the Amazing. channel. Get us to 100,000. Like, year ago. Let's literally have some just fun. a year ago. So you guys make mm-hmm. sure you guys subscribe, like, comment, share. Um, thank you guys for joining. And we will see you tomorrow. Yes, right? We've got you. our show tomorrow. We do have a show tomorrow away, with Adam. a big famous comedian, TJ Miller. If you've Ooh. not seen him, I think he was in Transformers. Ooh. He's been all around the place. Vinny's going to be on. So tune in tomorrow. We do this thing Thursdays and Fridays. I love what you said right there. Hypergamy is real. Yeah. Okay. So we do this show for you gentlemen out there to increase your status. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can either be broke and you just want to be normal. You can be normal and you can try to be rich or you can be rich and you can try to be major, major, major mm-hmm. impactful in the world right there. Mm-hmm. So whatever status you're at, there's always another level. So wherever you're at, take account, look in the mirror. What do you need to improve? We talked about this mm-hmm. the whole first time, the first segment of the show. Whether that's in the gym, whether it's in the wealth, whether it's that's dating, whether it's relationships, whether that's anything in work in life, I always say, constantly try to get better, faster, stronger, smarter, cooler, better, sexier, all that. Keep trying to improve as a man, and um, it all starts with your money because we learned about that. So we out, save that money. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace, Peace. out.